Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Uh, to talk to Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for Dave and Brown, uh, or pound 560 on your cell phone. Yeah. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. Come on, everybody. Don't look here, man. We gonna play a game. Say what? We be flipping shits around. Any panic be the name. Yo, what you talking about? You take a funky joke word. Boy. And bust some skills to make it round. Check out what I've been kicking. What you talking about? You have it down in no time. Jesus. Jesus. Let me do homie. Homie. Yo. This be Anthony. doing those shows out of the studio ever again, okay? You got the message? This Bluff Lindsay, I'm going to tell you something. It's enough to make me cry. Just unbelievable. I told him after that first debacle two weeks ago, don't let Rimmer do that stupid, idiotic hockey show of his out of my studio again. They potskied around. They're touching this. They're touching that. They're touching it. And then, of course, Rimmer, oh, no, we didn't touch anything. Come in here this morning again. I'm not going to blame him for the fact the air conditioning is out all over the building. Should we blame him for that? Yes. Okay, it's his fault. And the fact that our off-the-air phones are all uh, screwed up, should we blame them for that? Yes. And then that my uh, thing, listen, how do you like that? My 360 over here. And it's well, a dang good thing I found be? that just before we came on a what? What sound was it supposed to make? That button. It was supposed to be Drew going, uh, going, uh, oh, like that. Just a little drop in there. I mean, we always got Henry. Oh. And we got oh. that. I mean, I don't have no idea how many of these other ones. Are blank. We might actually have to do a test. Like yeah, an EBS test. Thing, yeah. yeah, go through. Are you Are you sure? Roy! <laughs> okay, maybe maybe it's only a couple. Potchking around, diddling around with our stuff in here. A disaster. An unbelievable disaster. And I told our program director before he broke out into tears, started crying like a child, I said, keep that man out of the studio. Keep him out. The answer is... No, no, no. Keep him out of there. And so, lo and behold, he's doing a show in here again last night. Bye, Rimmer. Stay the hell out of here, you maniac. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, the Ebonics thing, the reason I played that, I saw an interview with Mike Greer of the Edmonton Oilers over the weekend who finally said, okay, it's a million dollars, I'm not going to retire, I'll take the money. But that's not important. 
What is important is that he's black. He's a African-Canadian. And he speaks English just like I'm speaking now. He speaks perfect English, just like all the other African-Canadians. And I thought to myself, God damn it, this is, this is a hoax that's been perpetrated upon black people in America, the idea that if you're black, you ask questions, and you um, uh, can't be expected to speak perfect English. What a bunch of horse crap. Oh, well, it's a, it's a uh, ethnic thing. It's, it's bull crap is what it is. There isn't one black person in this country who can't speak perfect English just like any white person or anybody else. God damn it. Man, what a farce. What a joke. Speaking of black people, by the way, Lorraine Andrioni in Boca, I don't think she's black with a name like that. But anyway, Lorraine out of Boca writes a letter to the editor in the Sun Sentinel this weekend that says, and the headline says, Rogers write about O.J. I've never been a big fan of Neil Rogers, being a devout Howard Stern fan, but after reading the article where he voices his outrage at O.J. Simpson participating in his favorite charity, I say, bravo. We need more people like Neil Rogers standing up to this murderer and voicing their opinion. What kind of people does Rogers work for when they can still call O.J. a celebrity? I hope they're still able to sleep at night. No. Everyone should not be only outraged by this, but should all be supporting Neil Rogers against this disgusting display and poor exercise of judgment. Since Roy Foster, who was dubbed a former uh, staff, staff, uh, what does it say? Staffer Roy Foster, who was dubbed a former thicknecker, should be ashamed of himself. He obviously has lost a few brain cells uh-huh. along the way. How do you like that? Says Lorraine Andrioni in Boca in the letter to the editor in the Sun Sentinel this weekend. Now... Because I thought this thing basically uh, maybe was coming back down to earth. Now I get a fax this morning, which just came in only moments ago before I realized that my 360 was all screwed up here. Thanks to people who were in here last night potchking around, Rimmer. Even though he'll deny it. But nevertheless, here from the New York Post online edition in their gossip section. This taken, very poorly taken, by the way. See, I love the way papers around the country, what they do is they pick up stuff from the wire services, from other newspapers, like this is from that Sun Sentinel piece that Josie Lambeet had in his gossip column last week. O.J. Simpson has claimed another victim. This one in Florida promotions director Sam Douchebag of Florida's QM Radio has been suspended indefinitely for bringing Simpson to the station's recent golf tournament. The Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel reports O.J.'s appearance shocked station executives at the Lago Mar Country Club, especially part owner Greg Reed, who had to deal with a backlash. Hundreds of Floridians have demonstrated against Simpson's house hunt there. To make matters worse, Duque said the event raised $25,000 for AIDS, but only 2000 made it to the charity, said Reed. Some of the rest went to OJ-related expenses. We're trying to sort out this mess. Okay, so like I said on Friday, there is the most embarrassing quote in the history of broadcasting by our leader, by our uh, manglers. <laughs> and it makes it to the New York Post online, uh, which is all over the world now. All over the world. Humiliated, embarrassed, and degraded. Because of the fact, again, that there, you know, there's nobody operating the joint here. We got everybody with their own little empire, just like this Rimmer business. What kind of crap is that? That somebody comes in here and somebody associated with that event is potching around with our <coughs> stuff here. Unacceptable, Rimmer. Find another place to, uh, you know, to put on a phony baloney show. And by the way, oh, before I get to phony baloney, the Herald. Just another small nitpicking again. Yesterday's Miami Herald in the sports section. Leafs stop Senators. Of course, the final score was the Ottawa Senators 4, Toronto Maple Leafs 3. But the headline in the Herald says, Leafs stop Senators. Another mistake. Every day. In big, and the headlines are getting bigger and bigger. Probably uh, tomorrow's paper will say, World War II breaks out on the front page. Although World War II did just about break out here over the weekend again. While I thank God wasn't here to see it, to be embarrassed by it. 
Los Van Van is once again his community is held to ridicule and embarrassment and degradation all across the world because we have a bunch of banana boat people here who just don't understand what freedom is all about, who don't understand democracy, who don't understand the just cutting the crap. Cut the crap. And nobody in this town will make them cut the crap. I say today is the day we deport all the old Cubans and send them back where they came from. Oh! That's what I say today. All those people were there protesting on Saturday over Los Van Van, which it mentioned to about nothing. There was like a, a smattering of people there. And, of course, there was only a smattering because most of the people who did want to go there and see it were too intimidated. They didn't want to have rocks and bottles and eggs thrown at them and spit on, et cetera, and so on. But guess what? They're coming back. Oh! Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, they're coming back. One other thing I heard, I only heard parts of the morning show on the way to work this morning, but I didn't hear anybody giving any apologies to Danny Boy. I will not give it to you. Yeah, I think, I think Jimmy uh, and all those people that had their heads up Jimmy's ass last week owe Danny an apology. I will not give it to you. For that unbelievable comeback yesterday. You see how fickle these people are down here? I didn't hear one caller saying, well, gee, we really uh, overreacted, and boy, he sure did to save our ass yesterday like he's done a million times over the last 17 years. Did I hear one person say that? No. No ungrateful and undeserving, like I said, this town doesn't deserve Dan Marino. Ungrateful, unappreciative, and you too, Jimmy. You know that, Jimmy? He's an asshole. Gail Bird Johnson. Maybe we can give him some cheap clothes at uh, the Dillard's. Hey, wow. Well, you Now, why do you have a question mark next to that lady in Aventura? That couldn't be who I think it probably is, could it? Where the hell is it? Uh, hello, lady in Aventura. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, sir. Neil, I love your show. I have to say, I'm 33. I, I adore your show. My boyfriend, Craig, started me on you, and I can't stop listening to you. It's, All right. Listen, it's really nice to have an educated person, someone who knows, someone who reads, and someone who speaks his mind. Who's it's, that? Uh, I, oh, guess, hey, I guess yeah. it's you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Jesse Ventura. You know, we needed you on. We you know something? You must be psychic because I have the Playboy magazine, the November issue, in my hand right uh -huh. now. And, you know, the media, because naturally they want to squash this guy like a big ant because they're terrified. And they take a couple of things out of context and they make him try They try to make him look like a bozo. Well, guess what? The entire interview is right on target. I he agree. basically says everything that I've ever said and thought in my life, with you know, one or two differences, it's unbelievable. I agree. I wish you were on FM. I wish, you know, more Me people too. would. 
Neatly instead of this make-believe AM station with the, with the crappy, a crackling, popping, puking signal, and with the AC that doesn't work and everything. And there's Greg Reed standing in the hallway like, oh, yeah, look at this. The AC is out. Yeah, everything is out. The phone is out. The AC is out. We don't care. It's payday. I got my check. I know, but, you know, I don't have children. I was listening to you last week about the public school system. It's disgusting, and yeah. it, it, it's infuriating And let me say it again. When you go to Canada, granted, they don't have a large black population, but the black people who are there, they speak perfect English just like we're speaking it right now. What kind of a goddamn conspiracy is this that we've convinced black people that it's okay to be, like, uh, functionally illiterate so that we can keep them at the bottom of the barrel flopping hamburgers at McDonald's? Yeah, but they're going to play ball. Come on. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And then Come they're going to get discounted Dillard's tea in Tallahassee. I forgot. Sir, I love your show. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye. How do you like that? A nice lady to start the week. Oh! In spite of the fact that it's 600 degrees in here, we can fry some eggs on the counter. It's okay on the Atkins. Jesse Ventura, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a sad, sad thing because he's so on the outside of the establishment that I'm afraid that they would never, now they'd never let him get in there. The, the powers that really run this country, they would never, ever let him get in there because he's a threat to them and he's a threat to these phonies in the media too and he's a threat, threat to all these religious fakers. He's a threat to everything that's wrong and corrupt and upside down in America today. Jesse Ventura, God, that's what I say. I would press that button, but I just want to show you it don't work. Oh, seriously. I mean, this is a disaster. Thanks, Rimmer. Go eat some goddamn frog meat in Montreal, you jackass, you silly person, you. Have you ever noticed, by the way, people with silly mustaches? They tend to be like silly people. What is that all about? Like Ben Turpin. You remember him? He's, yeah, that's from 100 years ago. Charlie Chaplin. Old-time comedians with, like, silly mustaches. Stop picking on my good friend. Robert, that just, that just make them look. I wasn't talking about him, although now that you mention it, now that you mention it. No, seriously, why is it that people that already look kind of like a little bit silly, they just exaggerate it, you know? By looking at, or people with big noses, they put like a big mustache, they grow under their nose. So, like, it's to accentuate it. I just don't understand what that's all about. Maybe the operative word is silly there. I don't know. Boy, it's hot in here, you know, and it's steaming in here. Not that we're complaining, of course, because it is payday, although it is a bank holiday today. That's nice and convenient. Maybe that's why Greg was wiping his forehead. I thought it was from the heat. He was just saying, boy, I got off the hook on that. It's a bank holiday. We won't have none of those checks deposited until tomorrow. Afternoon. No, I think I'll go in the morning. I think I'll go in the morning before 2 o'clock to make sure it gets on tomorrow's business. Just out of spite. Here's North Miami. Hello. Yeah, you're just talking about that fax you got. I was just listening to Howard about 10 to 10. All Howard was talking about your station. Greg Reed the whole, read the whole article. Did he? Laughing stock of the country. Right, he's right. He's absolutely nice going, Howard. They ripped you guys an ass. What do you uh, mean, you guys? Well, QAM, I, I, I exclude you. Count Sorry. me out. I got nothing you, to do Hank with that. You, Hank, and the Mad Dog. Yeah. But I uh, hope you're listening to this. Uh, and they, they said about Sam Duque, he's on, he's on leave. Howard goes, that means he's fired. <laughs> We can only pray. Yeah, I doubt it. And we and we still. Uh, in fact, I was going to my car last Thursday after work, and guess who I saw in the parking lot? Roy. And the first thing in my mind was, Jesus, you're still here. Still here. Roy. Roy. Yeah, he's still here. How do you like that? Okay, gotta thanks be, for that. Got to be an axe murderer to lose a job at your place. You're right. Have a great day. Thanks for the reports. We've been Howard because it was in the New York Post. We've made it all over the world. Nice going, Greg. Nice quote too, by the way. Some of the uh, extra money went to OJ-related expenses. Oh, where, where do we find that little hole? Kick the, get the gerbil that uh, Kevin uh, Spacey left here the other day. Get that out of there, and let's crawl in that little hole now and hide. Big thing about him in the paper, too, today, by the, his whole contratops. And evidently, somebody pushed our close personal friend, Schmo Griffin, during that altercation in there, and she ain't too happy about it. 
You don't want to be pushing a big, young, uh, black angel mama like her. She'll push right back on your big, white ass. She'll mess you up. That's right. She will F you up, baby. Big time. And by the way, Ken Curry has got, oh! got my Backstreet Boys tickets. It only took like 10 years off my life getting them. Thank you, God, uh, Ken Curry. I told him I'd pray for him. And if anybody needs it, especially after I haven't been married to that fat-ass Anna Squeak. What? What are you laughing about? It's the truth. Speaking of fat-ass Cubans, by the way, what are we going to do about this Los Van Van crap? You know what? The worst, the worst part of this whole article, and of course there's 400 articles about it, the show of police force angered demonstrators and their supporters. And here's the, one of the biggest assholes in the history of this town, Tomas Regalado. He's an asshole. Look at what the national media is going to see, said City Commissioner Tomas Regalado, a.k.a. Big Jackass. Miami and all these police officers, who's another black guy from Miami. Well, guess what, Tomas? The reason it's a black guy from Miami again for the 10 millionth time is because you and the people of your ilk refuse to get it. You just refuse to get it. When somebody comes to perform here, we don't care what their goddamn politics are or what country they came from. That's the way the America works today. But not in the, with the old Cubans down here. Oh, communista. And what a nice display, too, of lovely behavior. Spitting at the people, throwing rocks and eggs in bottles so that they had to bring the uh, goddamn riot police in there. That's what all of uh, the world is focused on. That's how we make it in the headlines again. Because you people won't stop with your aberrant, unacceptable, goddamn totalitarian mentality. This is a goddamn rock group, that's all. They're singing. They're not saying it's not goddamn Joan Baez even. These are people that sing music. That even have some anti Castro lyrics in some of their songs. In addition to which, they're Schwarzes for Christ's sakes. What the hell is wrong with you people? So they like I've told you a million times, Dade County, forget it. It's it's history, it's written off. It's being run by a bunch of crazy people. You got Mayor Pinga, you got Tomas Regalado, you got all these people who've been here a hundred years and they still refuse to get with a goddamn program. Maybe they can all elope with Rudy Giuliani, huh? Get on the same goddamn banana boat and elope with him and find a place where they like totalitarian dictators. Sound and fury at Cuba's band concert, but guess what? Let me say it again. They'll be back. They'll be back in December, they're saying. That's right. Here's one of the 85 articles I got about it. They only they were more protesters there than there were people who came to the concert. And like I said, the reason for that being that the people who wanted to go see the goddamn concert, who God only knows how many thousands of them were scared away, and rightfully so, because they didn't want to be subjected to this barbaric goddamn crazy treatment. The promoter said 2,800 paid to see the band. They had, about, I guess, about 4,000 people in there with freebies and everything. And they estimated there was more than 4,000 crazy uh, protesters outside spitting and throwing and uh, swearing and carrying on like a bunch of uh, lunatics. <laughs> boy, boy. Something new, huh? Something new? No. Same old crap. Same old tired crap that this town has been held cast uh, hostage and castage by for the last 6,000 years now. Goddamn Castro. I got news for you. If anybody hates Castro, it's the rest of us, not those old Cubans. It's all the rest of us. We can thank him for foisting this nightmare on this town. Thanks a lot, Fidel. So what I tell you about people with strange beards and mustaches. You bearded piece of turd. You asshole. You turd. Nice going, Mad Dog. By the way, i got to say this. Bill Zimfer, because we were coming back from the airport yesterday, saw the last two minutes on TV. Nice going there, Danny boy. 
But Bill Zimfer called a great game yesterday. At one point, he did forget to tell us where Indianapolis had the ball when they had to, when they before they took the safety. But he uh, great game. It's about time. No, he called a great game. Maybe it was all that crowd noise we couldn't hear him. But it was uh, scintillating. What a day. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know much about the band and their politics and all, but there was one lady on TV that said if, if this band is the same as the KKK coming into a black neighborhood. Oh, yeah, right, right. I mean, I don't know. How, so I, if that's true, I support the Cubans. Well, what do you mean if that's true? Well, again, I don't know what they said. Well, I'll go and find out, okay? Go listen to their music and find out. Don't be caught up opening up a mouth. If that's true, I support the Cubans. And if it's not true, I don't, I don't know. Let's translate what he just said. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You cut it cut it nice and short, okay? It's too hot in here today to be listening to bozos like you talking crap. I don't know this and I, then what are you opening up a mouth for? Go learn something, you dumb American. You silly person, you another goddamn dumb freaking American there for you. I don't know, but if that's true, uh, yeah. There's little green men running around on their... How do you like that? That probably makes them communists or Martians or something like that or Venusians. I don't know if it's true. God, are you dumb, sir. And that's a compliment. That's an understatement. If you you sprouted a half a brain, it would commit suicide from loneliness. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello? Mobile in Aventura. Hello? Yes, sir. No, it's a chronic. It's chronic. They're playing with each other over there in Aventura. All those little Cubans again. We're not interested in you guys, okay? Go find somebody else to play with. Go get out some goddamn Tinker Toys. Go get some blocks. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. How yes, you sir. Doing? Okay. Hey, Neil, calm down, buddy. Even though there's no freedom of speech in um, South Florida with these Cubans, at least we have Ileana Ross Linton and Jose Diaz Ballard defending the Constitution. And, and where were they the other night saying about these riots and about these concerts? Why did they not come and speak up and defend the Constitution and say that we have freedom of speech? Why, why, why doesn't the goddamn Miami Herald tell us that? Why doesn't anybody I mean, in this town have the balls to tell us that? Ballard and I don't even know how to say their names. They're always hiding the woodwork when something like this happens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're not saying they're not saying they're they're maybe they're busy the over there on the beach picking up people washing it off the shore, making sure they get here. You know, music making has sure nothing. Get a voter to, registration card. Music has nothing to do with po- politics when these people come and play. But there's no freedom of speech in South Florida. I was born and raised in Miami, and I am sorry to say that there's no freedom of speech. Well, I'm going to go home and pray for us as soon as two o'clock rolls around. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Like I said, everybody here we're used to it. It's uh, getting really monotonous. It's terminal. It's ponderous. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. That's our poll question, by the way. Which is more humiliating, the thing with OJ at our golf tournament or the Los Van Van episode in the town over the weekend? Pretty close, I would say. In fact, Kerry Wood, the pitcher for the Cubs, they found that he's got a little dime-sized hole in his heart. Well, we're going to be having him on to debate Greg Reed at noon. Which is worse, a hole in your heart or a hole in your head? Will you fudge back in? This fall on CBS, meet a small-town priest who speaks the Word of God and adds a few choice words of his own. It's Father Tourette's Mysteries. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to join together this f***ing dumb f***ing little f***ing sucker mother 
in holy matrimony. Father Tourette Mystery, a new kind of family drama from the producers of Chicago Hopeless and NYPD Blue Ball. Hey boy, oh you f***ing slut, oh you little four bag monger, you f***ing bastard you. Sunday, this fall, spend an hour with Father Tourette right after an all new season of Touchdown There by an Angel, only on CBS. Touchdown there by a priest, 1032 at 560 WQM. So anyway, Friday in uh, USA Today, here's their debate on the editorial page about public financing and sports stadiums. Now, this jackass judge, this county judge from Houston, has got the opposing view because Houston, of course, uh, yeah, got their stadium passed and got their damn NFL team back. But nevertheless, the uh, USA Today view, the editorial says, L.A. wisely said no to forking over public funds. Too few do. And, of course, there was this poll in the Sun Sentinel yesterday. Tax for stadium has few fans. How do you like that? Anybody see this thing? Few fans. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. What an understatement that is. If a stadium were built in Broward, would you vote for or against the $300 million bond issue supported by county property tax dollars to help pay for this new baseball stadium? 81% say they would vote. No. 13 yes and 6% just don't. No. To help pay for a new baseball stadium in Broward, would you vote for or against a proposal that would raise the tax on hotel rooms and rental cars in Broward County? 32% said yes, and 62% said no, and 6% said they don't. No. How do you like that? Overwhelmingly, they're saying no. no. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. You must be, mister. You must be playing tiddlywinks with yourself. When a plan was floated last May to use tens of millions in public funds to help win back an NFL team for Los Angeles, L.A. County Supervisor Zev Yaroslavsky objected. With two and a half million uninsured children and adults in this county, with 75 children in foster care, with sidewalks that can't be repaired by the city, give me a break, he said, and the city did. It rejected the blandishments of millionaires to spend $300 million building a publicly financed sports palace, and that's a key reason NFL owners on Wednesday bypassed L.A. with the second-largest TV market in the nation and instead granted a new franchise to Houston. But when it comes to standing up against such pricey pressure, Los Angeles is traveling a lonely road. Just three years ago, Houston lost the Oilers to Nashville by refusing to gush up hundreds of millions for a new stadium. In an expensive change of heart, the city will now cough up $195 million in public financing for a $310 million facility, plus millions more for land and road improvements. In doing so, Houston follows the same path Cleveland did after it lost to Browns. It's in the same league as Boston, which finally rolled over for tens of millions to keep the Patriots from moving to Hartford, Connecticut. Similar dramas have been played out in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and Detroit and almost every other community with a pro sports team. Sports leagues profit mightily. Such arrangements help justify charging new owners a gargantuan franchise cost, $700 million in the case of Houston, $530 million for the Browns team for the privilege of owning an NFL team. But communities, taxpayers, and fans get stuck with bigger fees. Ticket prices at new stadiums generally run 30 to 40% higher than at old venues. And independent economic studies show that teams had almost nothing to employment or the economy of a region. Oh, read that sentence again, Neil. Okay. And independent economic studies show that teams had almost nothing to employment or the economy of a region. They just shift spending from other types of entertainment. Not surprisingly, cities that find luxury stadium construction that fund it often lack funding for other civic improvements. And to whom do they go to fill those needs? Uncle Sam. 
The federal government could end this expensive cycle by restricting aid to cities that spend beyond their means on stadiums if it did the sports mogul's ability to play one city against another, raiding public treasuries and alienating fans would slow dramatically as would the movement of teams. But until Congress gets into the act and it shows no inclination to do so, taxpayers nationwide will be forced to help fund fund communities that sacrifice citizens' needs to owners' demands. Give us a break, says the goddamn USA Today. How do you like that, huh? That's what they said. Give us a freaking break and cut the crap. And then I see these poll results in the Sun Sentinel yesterday, and I thought, these people aren't as stupid as some millionaires think they are. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Mobile in Miami. Long gone, okay? Here's uh, another mobile in Miami. Hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I think you're great. Yes, I am. I think you and Jesse the Body should run for president. Yeah, okay, great. Thanks. Here's Delray Beach. Hello? If you've ever wondered why you don't get uh, not only any calls from Fort Myers, I'm calling from Delray, and I have to dial the 5-6-whatever-the-area uh, code is, yeah. Broward. Right. I'm thinking, oh, boy, that's not too cheap there, Greg. Um <clears throat> Anyways, I'm going out of town uh, tomorrow, and boy, am I going to miss South Florida? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. All the... Yeah, just like I did this weekend. Yeah. Oh, exactly. All the... terribly. I was pining for it. Yeah, and I'm not calling to ask for advice. I'm going to Philadelphia, by the way. So, you know, but I know you don't go there or whatever. I mean, don't blame you, but you know. Okay, thanks. We'll have a good time. Woo! Sure, gonna miss him, aren't we? No. I think Rimmer put that call up, probably from the bus. I have my nose up Neil's ass. Well, congratulations. Get alive. Father, <laughs> how are you? You looking good. Looking good. Finally got a mortgage for our pad. I guess 25% interest ain't bad. Well, it's a major score. Thank you, Mommy Store. In just a couple of months, we're moving in. Honey, naked women filling our pool with gin. Magazines are packed. Bubble wrap my water bong, that's fact. Well, DC's such a dive. I'm heading north of 95. I keep smiling and I know why. Well, why? Can't wait to ride the coaster and ride. Ten forty three at five sixty WQM we got Hank at Chula Steak two at two o'clock. Hank with Nat Moore at uh, five this afternoon. I still don't hear anybody saying, Oh gee, we're sorry, we owe Danny an apology. Anybody hear that? No. No. Or that uh, Jimmy's full of crap. Any hear anybody say that? No. We got uh Boog Shambi gonna be on well not that the baseball's over here at any rate. Six to eight forty five, Monday night football, Jacksonville at the Jets tonight. So that's the agenda for the rest of the day. Here's Pompano. Hello. Morning, Neil. Yes, sir. 
Well, you seem to know which weekends to leave. I mean, not only were the uh, the, the crazy Cubans at it in Miami again, but now on Friday afternoon, Friday early evening, yes, you had people pulling over to the side of I-95 and jamming up traffic by the airport so they can catch a glimpse of the Concorde landing. Oh no! <laughs> and oh as, no! And as it turns out, the Concorde was late. Yeah, and they were sitting there for nothing, and I guess it arrived. They were like, pulling off the road yeah. onto the shoulder so they could see. Absolutely. I mean, I, when the Concorde used to fly in and out of here all the time, and I used to work way down in South Dade many, many moons ago, I used to see it come in all the time, and I'd be yeah. driving on the road, and I didn't pull off the road, and I didn't. Have, it was you know interesting to see, and it's a beautiful plane, but uh, crazy people. Yeah, they uh, apparently. I don't know if you've been following the story. They're taking a group of people on an around the world right. like that. Right. And seven hours late, but the people didn't know it, so they were just pulled over on the side of the road, jamming up traffic for nothing. Excellent. Yeah, people were driving down from Del Rey to see it, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> They were driving down yeah. from Del Rey to see <laughs> the Concord? Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only hey, in Miami. Hey, did you, I don't know if you had a chance to look at yesterday's paper, but Reggie White's opened up a mouth again, saying that the fact that they decided to retire his jersey on a Sunday night game rather than a Monday night game was racially motivated. No, you have to be kidding me. No, I saw some of that ceremony uh, yesterday. I turned it off. I wanted to barf. I wanted yeah. to puke. And those Green Bay fans, there wasn't anybody with one sign, with, with no protest, no nothing. Hey, Reggie, boy, you're out, you know. Just unbelievable. Yeah, there was an article in the paper yesterday. and um, Minister of Hate. I'll, I'll shoot it over to you via fax. But as soon as I saw the ceremony coming out, I flipped over to the baseball game, which is more of a football score than the, the Green Bay right. game last night, 23-7. to 7. And I don't know if you caught Michael Mayo's article today, but again, a pretty decent one comment that he made. I know he's on a little bit, he's maybe getting off probation into good graces. But as far as the Peter Warwick situation went, mm -hmm. um, he just, he said he's being charged with a felony, whereas Columba Bush just had to write a check to get out of her, uh, her comparable offense and, uh, just walked away scot-free. You don't know the right people in Tallahassee, that's his problem. Amen. Oh, okay, I sound like Reggie day. now, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you so much. God bless you. We'll all pray for you, and Reggie too. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Neil, my nigga. What's up? Yes, sir. Okay, that was it. That was. Oh boy, we got some good ones today, don't we? No. Wow, that was his material. What's up? Six hundred open lines here this morning. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Last time I saw you, you weren't a nigger. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, talking about religion, I was flipping around sports yesterday also, and the Dallas game when uh, Irvin got hurt. Yeah. Did you hear or see anything about uh, Deion Sanders? What wow. an a-hole, man. First of all, they have the whole team around uh, Irvin. Yeah. They're all praying, right? I mean, if there was a God, why did he get hurt in the first place? Right. Right? And second of all, then... If that was a god, why would he dress like that anyway? <laughs> well, anyways, then they all get up, and then Dion must have did a dozen circles around with his arms up and down and up and down. It's like Dion just well, what was he going to take off? Maybe he was trying to uh, imitate the Concord. Uh, you, Neil, you should have seen it. it well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't see it, sick. and I'm delighted I didn't see it. And in closing, the 13 people that said yes to the uh, stadium. They're probably going to be living by the stadium so that people could park in their... Okay, have a great day. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line, mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Bad phone. Call me back on a phone that works, okay? Wow, this is a tremendous start here today, huh? This is unbelievable. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 
Anybody got a phone that works and actually has something to say and it's got an IQ larger than a BB, we'd sure I'll be interested in hearing from you, but I have my doubts. Unbelievable. And like I said, last Monday at the same time, there was a Tuesday because it was a Monday night game. They're wailing. They're carrying on. They're gnashing of teeth. They're having a nervous breakdown. And now today, this time, these people don't even have enough class to say we were wrong. We owe an apology to Danny Boy. Jimmy Johnson's a hard ass and looking for scapegoats all the time and refuses to look in the mirror and take any. None of that on this radio station. Oh, look what we did. Look what we did. Yeah. Phony, phony, phony. Man, Erzots, that's the name. That's why this station fits in this town like a rubber glove. Erzots, make believe. Greg Reed, the George Plimpton of radio management. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Mobile in Neil. Fort Lauderdale, yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Hey, I'm back. God, it's easy to get in touch with you today. I can't believe it. No problem. No waiting. Hey, Get I right love in. it. Neil, all the Bill Parcell buffs, where are they at? He's 0-4. I just want to know, how come I don't hear from these guys anymore? I mean, he's 0-4? He's 0-4. No, he's not. What is he? Didn't they beat Denver last week? I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Five, seven, this isn't even a sports show, and I got the more information than these experts we got out there. Like I said, 5670560. Oh, this isn't a sports show, sir. The Dan Marino thing really isn't just a sports thing. It's a community thing. It's about people lacking in class, understanding, appreciation, honesty, integrity, any kind of character whatsoever. He's too old. He's over the hill. He's immobile. In fact, even the Mad Dog yesterday, I hate to chastise my good close friend Jim Mandich. But we're coming back from the airport listening to the broadcast, and at that time it looked pretty, pretty grim. Every time they would close the gap, Indianapolis would score in about four seconds again and pull away. And Mandich is saying, well, they know where to come after, uh, you know, the immobile quarterback of the Dolphins. The immo-. I thought, gee, that sounds like a shot to me. Sounds like a little bit of a shot there, you know. Didn't hear him say that again, though, later on in the game. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Yeah, Neil, I yep. just wanted to ask you something. One of the best settles with this Marino, Baloney, and the Dolphins and all. Here. What is it? Are we going to have much of a season after all of this is said and done? Who's we? I mean, the Dolphins. I mean, with all the dissension and with all the crap that goes on between Marino and Johnson and the things we don't know behind the scenes, is there any chance that this could actually turn into a positive season? And what, and what, what difference does that make to you, sir, with your, with your enthusiasm? What difference does it make? Is that going to change your life? Well, I've been in this town for 35 years, Neil. Yeah, and? And I've been a Dolphins fan a long, long, long time. Yeah, so why do you sound so negative? They just pulled out a game that it didn't look there was any chance they were going to win. Why are you all so goddamn negative? Any place else, they'd be kissing the ground. Nice going, Danny boy, you know? Unbelievable comeback. How many goddamn times did they come back from being down nine points just in the last ten minutes? It was unbelievable. Oh, is there any chance? You're so freaking negative, man. No wonder I just hate, I despise getting off that plane. Because it's just like the heat that's in this room now. That's what I feel. I feel like I'm wilting. Not just from the heat and the humidity, but from people like this guy with his chronic, hysterical, neurotic negativity. Well, is there any hope? Well, you know, you hope for the best. That's all you can do, pal. It's a game. You hope for the best. Been here for 35 years, goddammit. Well, you know, something to learn to put up with it. Maybe they'll win, maybe they'll lose. Life will go on. Hopefully you'll find one. Okay, we'll get a search party for you, pal. This is this is fantastic today. This reinforces every just like the Jesse Ventura our interview in Playboy, which I will read in its entirety, by the way. It's the best goddamn interview in history. And you people in the media 
trying to take things out of context to try to discredit this man. Just like he says, the media is dangerous. Dangerous. That's what he says. And he's right. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Um, just to uh, see if you noticed, if you've seen that uh, demonstration against the uh, van van yesterday, the city of Miami police really reflected how they really work. They were holding upside down their police shields, and the police sign was upside down, like 20 of them had it upside down. Yeah. It's incredible. They can't even hold the... Well, what, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with a bunch of assholes running out there spitting at people and throwing boxing rattles and wasting taxpayer money? What does that have to do with no, the police? No, definitely. But you know, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. But my ass, okay. But this, knock the police because you, we have to waste their time and effort and our taxpayer dollars to have the goddamn riot police come out because we got a band performing in town that a bunch of crazy old Cubans and the radio stations and politicians don't uh, like. To quote Mayor Carroyo, oh, this is uh, Castro's house band. His house band. You're a crazy person, Mayor Carroyo. You need serious help. You need to be put in a goddamn rubber room. No wonder uh, Xavier Suarez went nuts. I think it goes with the territory. Just put him in a rubber room. Put Bert Hernandez in there, too, along with his wife and his ex-lawyer and ex-wife or whatever. Just ex. Just stick a hidden microphone in that room. <laughs> This kid, oh, Dave the cop, this guy is so freaking chronic. Why didn't you go out and save somebody? Because uh, I'm off today. Hey, listen, you know, that last schmuck, that call, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. These shields are made for right-handed people. You stick your, you don't, you stick your right hand into it. If you, if you shoot with the other hand, why, actually, why would you dignify him by responding to him? He's a jerk. He's a jackass. He's trying to put a smoke screen up to cover up the embarrassment for his goddamn people. That's what he's trying well, to do. Because he's like the rest of the assholes out there that have nothing better to do than trying to piss on the goddamn constitution of this country and it right. sucks. Thanks, Neil. Okay, thanks. And go Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> go Cardinals. Are the Cardinals still playing? No. Ah, but Mark McGuire's going to hit a few more anyway. A few more BBs. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty. God, it's so hot in here, man. It just it's perfect. It fits in with the ambiance of the chair. Happy Columbus Day, by the way, everybody. Oh. I don't understand this holiday. The banks are closed. Um, what else is closed today? The banks are only closed to protect this company. That's also we can't cash our checks today. Schools open today. Government offices open today. But the goddamn banks are closed. Stock markets running today. Kind of a goddamn holiday. What kind of respect is this for a nice Jewish boy named Christopher Columbus? Without whose efforts we might just not be here. Here's a mobile in Stewart. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, uh, your next appearance, are you going to have the, the best of Neil of previous show? Yes. We always I know have. that this CD that they came out today, it's my understanding that it's, it's not that clear. And we're redoing it. Yes, it'll be ready by the time a week from tomorrow. It should be ready. What about the best of from other shows? That's what I just past? said. Yes, yes. Oh, okay, great. Well, what's your next appearance, sir? Next Tuesday at the Pizza Loft, 6 to 8 p.m., a week from uh, tomorrow night. Excuse me. Great. Thank you. Have a great day, sir. And back to you. Okay, 5670560. Nobody in this audience got anything to say today. Just uh it's just nonstop. Like that. Boy. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Uh I'm not a Dolphin fan. I'm a diehard bear fan. Yes. Uh but I'm glad they won yesterday so we don't have to listen to Jimmy complain. Mm -hmm. Blame somebody. 
Don't, oh, don't you think that, I mean, you know, you can be a little bit objective, just like me. I like the Patriots, who suck, by the way, and probably will get killed by the Dolphins next week. But you can be a little bit objective when you're not a fan of this team and you see the behavior. Don't you think that somebody owes a retraction or an apology or at least some kind of credit this week? Well, all these people that were, uh, you know, ready to put Dan Marino in the old folks' home? Yes. I, I don't believe Dan's the future of the Dolphins. But, so that, uh, wasn't, that wasn't the question. He was the future yesterday. And it was oh, only yeah. through his experience and his coolness under pressure that they were able to come back and win a very important game. And nobody in this audience, including this guy, wants to say it. I don't even care that much about it. And yet, to me, it's so typical of the lack of gratitude and the lack of class. The question isn't, is he the future? He's 38 freaking years old. Of course he's not the future, sir. Jesus Christ. Give somebody a little credit for something in this goddamn town. Can you do it? No. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Just say something nice, just once, to see what it's like. Come on. No. Is that a shirt? No, it's not. Pete, that same old orange shirt, that's what Donnie B always says when I walk. Oh, same old crappy orange shirt. I got one orange shirt that I wear about once every two weeks, and that's his comment. Mr. Sourpuss, Donnie B is in boring. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. <laughs> How are you? John Rambo's still alive. I want to make movies four and five. My life ain't going great, planet Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke. First blood came in 82. That's when I heard my penis and it never, ever grew. Rambo 2 was in 85 late. And Rambo 3 was in 88. Shooting and looting and shooting my gun. I did not make this movie with my son. His name is Sage. He was in Rocky Five in Daylight, the tunnel movie. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie or a Broadway show like Denahi. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. It was stupid. I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo for him. Bye. Check it out. So call me up. I really need a script. I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama. The only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake. I used to be on Oprah. Now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie. Basically, I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show like Meta Heat. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I need to make Rambo forward. <laughs> Absolutely. It's 1102 at 560 WQM. By the way, this week, bad news. This week, somewhere in the world, the six billionth human being will be born. Oi! Big article in uh, U.S. News and World Report this week, October 11 issue. Global population, six billion and counting. Little Morgan Luta arrives unwanted. And here's a picture of a Schwarzer family in Africa, in Nairobi, Kenya, no less. 
It says, Morgan Luther's parents want advice on birth control, but will probably have a few more kids because they don't have any advice on birth control. Sure is a hell of a walking ad for anal sex, like a lot of you people are always screaming about. Little Morgan Luther came into the world two months ago, delivered on the dirt floor of a tin shack in a scabrous Nairobi, Kenya slum. Don't you love that word, scabrous? Mm. Ooh. The fourth child of Rose, 28, and Benson, 32, arrived bawling, that's with a W, and healthy. Maybe if they wouldn't have been bawling so much, there wouldn't have been so many babies in the house. But with little likelihood of receiving medical care and nourishing food, the infant has a 1 in 10 chance of dying before his fifth birthday. The Lutas know little about birth control, making more unwanted pregnancies virtually inevitable. A prospect a couple dreads, says Rose as she breastfeeds her son, this one was a mistake. Let me say it again. This one was a mistake. The birth of another infant to another impoverished family in uh, another African shanty is unremarkable, but for a singular coincidence. The world's population recently hit six billion. Oh, we're already there. I didn't realize that. And who's to say that little Morgan Luda isn't the one? The UN Population Fund has designated, oh, I see, that's the reason. They've designated October 12 as the day of six billion to commemorate, but not celebrate. A milestone reached with astonishing speed. Demographers say it took until 1804 to arrive at one billion people. Another 123 years, 1927 to double. The global community grew to 3 billion in 1960, and that number has doubled in just four decades. With overpopulation in developing nations inextricably linked to poverty, the UN Population Fund is using Y6B to refocus world attention on the role of family planning in helping bringing down birth rates in third world countries where a billion people still struggle without clean water, adequate food, decent housing, basic education, full employment, and health care. India is growing like crazy. They got 1.27 billion. They're getting ready to pass the Chinese. The sub-Saharan Africa uh, has got a population of 770 million, but birth rates are increasing by 3.8% each year there. No, we don't want birth control. We don't want Planned Parenthood. We don't want education. And the Pope is smiling from ear to Rectum. rear. Just keep making those babies, especially Catholic babies. But if not, we'll come and convert them anyway. Six billion people, baby. Six billion freaking people and we can't figure out what's wrong something's going on here that's not too good and we can't figure it out but god will take care of it here's a lady in boca hello hi neil yes ma'am happy monday to you and happy columbus day oh thank you um i'm calling this might be old news but i haven't uh heard anybody mention it i caught jesse the body last week on hardball on msnbc uh-huh with i think it's chris matthews right Anyway, I don't. I didn't read the Playboy article, and I don't know if he spoke about it in here, but it came out from that interview that Mr. Ventura fully supports the Second Amendment to the Constitution, his position being that why should I, a law-abiding citizen of uh, sound mind, be penalized for somebody else's criminal behavior? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's in the interview. I disagree with him oh, about that, but it's in there. Yeah, yeah, well... Yeah, and then um, Matthews just kind of let it go. He said, well, you know, what about these militias up in Montana or wherever? And he goes, well, you know, as long as they don't harm anybody, your words exactly, I don't care what they do with their spare time. So 
anyway, I guess he seems like a reasonable guy. He is a military man, so his views on guns and that type of thing, I think, are a little different than yours. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I found him interesting. He's got my vote. I'll tell you that right now. I'm writing him in. Yeah. Yeah, he's a... He's a sensible guy. Okay, thanks. Anyway, take care. And and by the way, made a total jackass, which isn't hard to do, out of George Will on ABC this week, yesterday morning. Made a total jackass out of the humorless, right-wing, obnoxious, stuffy piece of turd, George Will, who wanted to make a big issue, a big morality issue, out of this uh, the quote, which is right at the end of the interview, by the way, as a joke. If there's such a thing as reincarnation, wants to come back as a size 38 double D bra. And George Willis, and then Jesse Ventura looked at him with a look that would kill. Could have picked him up by the neck with two fingers. And said, boy, have we totally lost our sense of humor now, George? Are we really that humorless? And George Will, you could see him just kind of like slipping back down into the chair, looking for a place to hide. And then George Will challenges him on his attitude about the uh, Warren Commission, what a hoax that is, and about the Kennedy assassination. And Jesse Ventura said, well, if it was just this one lone nut, Lee Harvey Oswald, then why was all of this material withheld and sealed until the year 2029? And George Will looks at him with that cheapest little uh, look and says, got me, <laughs> got me. Made a total jackass. Destroyed him without even getting up out of the goddamn chair yesterday. Nice going, Jesse. Oh! That little piece of crap, George Will. Eight minutes after, boy, I'm telling you, it's, it's just smoldering. See, I forgot when we used the fan earlier, the AC was working at least, but it just wasn't working. But now it's like a totally off. Not that we're complaining, you understand. No. No. Jim Mandich talks sports weekends right here on Sports Radio 560. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? So we got the air conditioner is out. We got the in-house phone is out in here. We got the DCS, which is screwed up. I don't want to mention Rimmer's name again. And now I come to find, because I've been sitting here watching this phone this morning, and I'm thinking to myself, Line four and seven are screwed up again, just like where we left off last week. Oh, no, seven works. Seven, well, I'm no, not, no, it does not. Like I said, it sounds like it works, but it doesn't. Sorry, false alarm. Oh, my God. This is, is there anything that works beside the paid help in this joint? No. No. And even some of them aren't doing much. Well, don't feel bad. None of the uh, in-house phones anywhere on this floor work, apparently. Except, well, in that office. Except in Chris Reed's office? Chris Reed and Miguel's office, right? What, what are you laughing about? That's how everybody is referring it. You don't think uh, it's coming back to you. Here's a Belvedere, Illinois. Hello. Hello. I'd just like to say, why the heck is the media dissing Marino, you know, when he's been great for so many years? That's ridiculous. They wrote him off. He, he had two bad games. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback to ever. It wasn't so much the media that was dissing him; it was his coach. It was oh, that, that's take too, and responsibility that's, for Anthony Johnson. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think Murray or Jimmy Johnson owes Marino some type of apology. Right, that's right. That is ridiculous. If he had any class at all, I mean, he don't have to apologize, but he could come out and say, you know, Danny really showed that uh, he hasn't lost it, and that he, without him, we never would have been in the game, and et cetera and so. But see, in doing that it would point to all of his own deficiencies again of not having the running game and not doing the things that he's always you know, promised that he was going to do here in four years, hasn't done. He, he just doesn't have the class to do it. He's a classless, hard-ass piece of turd, Jimmy Jailbird Johnson. Yeah, and uh, you don't take your team from behind 35 times in the fourth quarter right. to be, you know, what he was saying he was. So. Exactly. 
Well, right. God bless you, sir. Even though you're calling from Illinois, thank God we somebody got somebody somewhere in America has got the class to say thank you, Danny boy. You're not so bad after all. Oh, so we got it. So this phone is screwed up too. So I'm sitting here like uh, we're like uh, somebody brings some paper mache and scotch tape. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is the all-time worst. Just when you think you're taking a little bit of a... And by the way, I don't want to ask start trouble here. But this AC problem, I don't want to say that our contractor, that we have a little problem here. You know, maybe we should have called our good friends here around the clock for just 1995 and had them come and do that checkup. Because we certainly seem to have some unbelievably extraordinary problems with everything this uh, construction project is, uh, these contractors. The ones who are working very slowly because they're working as fast as they're getting paid. I don't think paid. they have anything to do with the uh, AC. Well, who does? This is the old existing system that was always up there. Well, who does? I don't know. Because it's now 11.16 in the morning, Eastern. Let's find out and talk about them. They were called this morning. Yeah. Well, where the hell are they? What do they do, stop to go bowling on the way? You ever see that spot, by the way? You ever saw that commercial? I think it's for a TV repair. And the kids are sitting there waiting to see the ball game, and there's nothing but snow. There's two young guys sitting there waiting for the TV repairman. And I forget where they are. They're, like, having a blast somewhere. And the one looks, ah, you want to go bowling? Sure, no problem. They got an appointment, like, at whatever time it was. But they're, you know, taking their sweet time. We're only schwitzing over here, okay? Not that it's an emergency, you understand. It's only South Florida where it's 140 in the shade 99% of the year. And you're inside a studio that you can't open a window. Oh, no, we can't window. open a window. We can't do anything because uh, we're enclosed. We're a captive audience in here. Of course, when you're in Florida, you do want to open a window, don't you? No. Here's a mobile in Miramar. Hello. Neil. These good little finesse to breeze. Yes, sir. Did you happen to catch the uh, the Panthers game Saturday? No, I did not. I read okay. about it. I saw did the highlights. You? Did you see the highlight where we finally went ahead late in the third period only to have it disallowed because of a Because a Chris Wells penalty? got a stupid penalty? Yes, I did see that, sir. Chris Wells. Yeah. Uh, wasn't well, the Murray, Boy, Murray Boy's telling us he's going to be the savior? Yeah. How about we send Chris Wells and Niedemeyer up to Carolina? First? Okay, have a great day, sir. Sour, sour. They were down 2 nothing. They came back. Great come from behind. Ty. Ray Whitney scored the tie goal. Nice, Ray. Oh! Nice, nice, Ray, boy. Nice boy, Ray. And, uh, you know, like I said, sour and hostile and negative. Against the Detroit Red Wings, no less. I think they'll take the point very happily, by the way. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Whiners, complainers, misfits, banana boat people. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hi, Neil. Grizzled old farts. Yes, sir. I got a little different take on the Marino thing. Yes. You know, I don't think Danny is, you know, all, you know, the smartest tack in the shack all the time. And, you know, Jimmy Johnson, do, you see how angry Marino was yesterday? He wouldn't talk to uh, Johnson on the sideline. He was screaming at all the plays, and he comes out and throws for four. Oh, you're you're not going to tell me that Johnson inspired him to do that. I don't know. Something, Sir, something. That, that, that's got to be the most ridiculous thing. Any veteran, anybody that's got the determination that I he think, plays with. I don't think any of which, If you ever have watched Danny, which I doubt, but if you ever watched him before, he always has that same uh, fury in his uh, during the game. But, he had a, but, but the other players weren't responding, and yesterday they did. He was screaming at them all. Yeah, and they and they responded. I mean, that that's what I'm saying. Marino always had that drive, and I, and I guess they were the ones that threw the ball too, right? And no, no, no. But the thing is, yes, Mar yes, yes. 
Look, he, no, John, no, the bottom line said, is you don't want to give him any credit, okay? No, no, That's no, no, the I give him all yes, the yes, yes. You don't want to give him the credit. No, no, I want to give you him want, all the credit. Want, you, don't want to, you want to say that Jimmy Jones, uh, Jimmy uh, Jones no, no, is no, a no, hard-ass jacket. I don't think much of Jimmy Johnson either. Right. But he had we a, got a shot. Yeah. You have this lethargic team, and 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 you got your your marquee player. Give the guy credit, okay? He came through when uh, when a uh, thing where the season was on the line. He came through big. He played phenomenally well. He's the one that said to Gadsden, you know, he's the one that set up the uh, the uh, long bomb that put him in position to score a winning touchdown. And this guy, bah, 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 you know, you just don't want to do it. God, you talk about a town that won't give anything. Kiss his ass, just a little peck on the cheek. Come on, will you do it? No. God. Just a little tiny kiss, and this guy won't do it. Just a just a little bit of something. Give us a little apology. Give us a little bit of credit. I will not give it. God to you. damn it! I, I don't understand why he stayed here all these years. He could have written his own ticket anywhere he wanted to go. I don't understand why he has stayed here. I'd say ninety percent of the teams in the league would kiss his feet, would kiss every part of his body, including his rectum, just to have him there. And he's just, I'm just using him as an example. It's, it's the truth of anything in this town, anything good. Just knock and rip and tear and tear down. Here's a lady mobile in Weston. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I just, you know, I've been listening to your show all morning like I usually do, and I want to thank you for at least throwing a couple of compliments at Dan Marino, because if anybody deserves it, it's him. First of all, His yesterday... His performance yesterday in the fourth quarter especially was extraordinary. Well, listen to this. Yesterday on a radio show, Kim Bocamper says, well, Dan Marino has the confidence, but I don't think he has the ability anymore. What an asshole. Kim you know, who does he Kim think Bo- he is? Kim Bocamper said that? Yeah. He said it on a radio show yesterday. And I'm going to tell you something. Every time the Dolphins win a big game, it's because of Dan Marino. It's not because of Jimmy Johnson's running game. Right. And all we can ever talk about is the defense. Well, guess what? There were a lot of school points scored yesterday on that defense. Right, that's Why right. isn't he criticizing the defense? Every time today? the Colts really got the ball quick. back, they went down the field uh, like yeah. there was nobody on. The, there was nobody He's really quick that, to criticize Dan Marino. Yeah. Well, criticize your defense. Yeah. They scored 31 points on them yesterday. Right, well, then, why isn't he criticizing them? Because that's his uh, brainchild. Yeah, well, you know what? Obviously, he has no brain. Okay, because Dan Marino is a Hall of Famer, and we should kiss his ass. Right, amen. All right. Okay, thanks. sweetheart. God bless you. Bye. I'll be right behind you. I'll, I'll blow him a kiss. A kiss, I said. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, leave it to a woman. All these macho guys, they don't want to give them any credit because they pretend to be sports. They don't know squat. They don't know squat. And I and I did read, by the way, speaking of the Panther tie against Detroit Saturday, I read with great uh, – I was happy to see they had over 18,000 there. I was very unhappy to see, as usual – when the Red Wings scored their two goals, there was a big ovation from all these so-called Red Wing fans there. So I have to assume that there were thousands of Red Wing fans or people pretending to be Red Wing fans in attendance, which is why they went over 18,000. And I was also dismayed to see that Brian Murray again just can't accept it the way it is, can you, BM? Blaming the media, didn't mention any names for our negative coverage and this and that. You ought to kiss the ground for some of us in the media, including yours truly, who are trying desperately to put some goddamn seats, uh, asses in those seats in the Macarena. So many guys in this town just can't look in the mirror and see their own damn faults. You put a crap product out there, a lot of people are going to say, oh, no, thank you. And you soak people for crap food, and you give them a not very enjoyable uh, experience, and they're going to say, oh, I'll pass, El Paso. 
or I'll come back less less frequently. So now the story comes through about these two. Uh, now, is there anything in this place that works the way it's supposed to today? No. No. And just like the other joint, it's always after the weekend that gets the worst. The weekend comes, there's a whole bunch of people running around in here. God only knows what. I mean, why would anybody, why would anybody have potchkeyed around with my 360 over here, with my little uh, sound, my little squirt, squirt. sound machine? And, of course, there will be denials. Oh, no, nobody touched anything. It all, it all happens by osmosis. It must be the equipment fairies that come in here on Sunday nights and potchkey around with all the stuff. Or some other fairies. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. Buenos dias. I was uh, listening to your comments about the uh, stadium funding. Yes. And I was so glad to hear somebody talk about the fact that these stadiums don't bring money to a community. They just shift money around. Right. I just moved here, moved back here from uh, Boulder, Colorado, and I had an outdoor vending cart business. And every time there was a University of Colorado football game or a Broncos game, my sales would drop by fifty percent. Uh-huh. So it's it's a myth that this money pours in. Yeah, you're you're losing some money, so some millionaire can get it. Exactly. So these big you know corporations like Feinholz can sell hot dogs for four dollars and cokes for five dollars. Right. You know that's all that happens. And not even good ones either, bro. Down here. Absolutely. Hey, one other comment. You know, I spent the last seven years in the Denver area, and John Elway was treated like a god there. Even in his later years, no matter what, he'd have a bad game. You know, that horrible game against Jacksonville and they right. lost in the playoffs. Right. Everybody still said, "Hey, Elway is the man." And look what he did. He came back and won two Super Bowls for him. People in Miami. They, they suck. They, they suck. The people here suck. And like I said last week, and I'll say it again, especially after yesterday's performance, this town doesn't deserve Dan Marino. They, they don't, don't deserve Pavel Burry or Ray Whitney. They don't deserve much of anything good because they don't appreciate it anyway. Yep. I mean, John Elway, I mean, he could run for Senate in Colorado, and he'd get 98% of the vote. Yeah. The guy, he had a great career, and right up until the end, people supported him. I'm amazed what people are doing I there think Danny him. could maybe get mayor of Weston, maybe. Yeah, I think he should move to Colorado. he get better treatment there. All right. All right, Neil. See you, pal. Thanks. 5670560, pound 560. The humidity, we're going to be giving a Humidex report here in just a couple of minutes in the studio. I think it's going to start raining in here any minute. Suffocating is the word that I'm looking for. Suffocating. Are we getting any updates? Are we getting any information? Just like on our 800 line? Are we getting any contact with the outside world, especially since all the doors are open into the hallway out there and everybody's playing grab ass out there? Oh, I'm sorry. George just gives me a look like, are you kidding? I forgot where I was momentarily. My wiener doesn't whistle.
It's 1131 at 560 WQAM. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Mobile Hello. in Hollywood. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Yes. I just, just a comment on Jimmy's special. I'm sure there must be a murderer or a serial rapist languishing in our penal system somewhere that can run a 4240 that Jimmy could add to his special list of special people such as neck stabbers, money launderers, felons, and other assorted assholes. All right. The only thing that's special on that team is Dan Marino for his play on the field and his character off the field. And in closing, I would just like to thank Jimmy for making the enema bag obsolete. Because every time I'm constipated, I play his recording. I'm just trying to cover it on my group medical insurance. All right. God bless you, sir. There's one guy that's got the call to say Jimmy is... He's an asshole. Right. Nice going, sir. And we'll pray for you. Five six seven oh five. I mean, you know, there's some people around, like I told you last week, that cut their head so far up Jimmy's... Rectum. That they'll never get it out. And uh, all I can do is have pity for those people. Can't see anything objectively. And please don't give me a song and a dance today after yesterday trying to backtrack. Oh, he didn't really say much last week. Yeah, right. It was all over the goddamn world. People were swooning. They couldn't believe what a hard-ass piece of crap this guy, because they lost one game. Got to find a scapegoat. Losers find scapegoats. Real men tell you the buck stops here. They're not looking for scapegoats. Hard-ass losers, little uh, dictators, little people with Napoleonic complexes like Fat Pudwack and Jimmy Johnson, he's looking for scapegoats because he don't make mistakes. Here's Deerfield Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Great. Uh, what was I going to tell you? I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, um, you know, I saw the game Sunday, and I thought Dan Marino did great. Yeah. So I'm going to be one of the guys that's going to call in and say, you know, he did great. And uh, I've been a Dolphin fan since 1973 when I lived up in uh, Syracuse, New York. Yes, sir. And I'm going to move back to Syracuse, New York on Sunday. I've been down here about 14 years, and I started to listen to you back in, I don't know, 1987 or Mm -hmm. 1988 or something like that. Whenever the hell it was. Whenever the hell it was. So I just wanted to say, you know, that you're great. Dan Marino's great. And, uh, you know, maybe the next time I get down here, I'll be able to, Catch you on the radio. Okay, good luck, pal. See All right, you. hey. I'll, yes? Can I ask you something else? I'll see you burning down. Yes. <laughs> burning down. Uh, you used to play something back a long, long time ago by those two guys up in up in Detroit. Uh, I forgot their name, Tom and Bob or something yeah, like that. Yeah, in Indianapolis, yeah. Indianapolis, and it was about a squirrel that got caught up in the... No, that was Larry Lujak. Oh, was it? In Chicago, yeah. You know, the squirrel got caught up in the... Right. In the wheel. I'll play it for today. How's that? Oh, boy. As the next, as the going away present. All right, okay. that would be great. Now. Okay, say goodbye. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Good luck. Okay, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Bring back some white hots. They don't have white hots in Syracuse, do they? No. No. A lot of goyim there though. Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Accurate comments on Jimmy Johnson. Very accurate comments on Dan Marino. Compliments to your show. And go Knowles. Okay. <laughs> Go Knowles. <laughs> Go to Dillard's, all you Knowles out there. You get a hell of a deal is what I hear. Somebody's got to go there besides me. I like Dillard's. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Some of our lines are working today. Some of them. Some of Mars. Some of Mart AC. That's not working. Our uh, DCS over here, our uh, three, yeah. 
I'll be honest with you, you know, it's one thing when you come in and one thing or a couple of things, but today it's like at least it's consistent. Nothing is working here today. Oh! Nice going, Greg, and Greg's walking around out there in his $600 suit going, <laughs> They're talking about you on Howard, by the way, Greg. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. I haven't heard any comments about the outrageous behavior of the people in Miami when other people just want to go to a concert. Yeah. Well, I, I spent 20 minutes on it, but nobody oh. out there, I guess, I, guess, Sorry, they're just, so, I, I guess they're so used to it by now. I mean, what is there to say? I mean, on the news. The Banana a, Republic. A 10-year-old kid with a cut leg. I, you had to throw a bottle at a 10-year-old kid. Right. They're spitting at people. They're throwing bottles and rocks and uh, whatever else they can get their hands on, like a bunch of barbarians, like a bunch of crazy people. Miami gets better uh, press when they kill a German tourist. Right. That's right. Listen, you just uh, keep it up, and uh, maybe these people, maybe they'll understand to go home one day and fight their fight on their own land. We can only pray. I'll pray for that. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Yeah, let's pray for that. All you old Cubans, we're going to let you out, okay? I mean, we've held you here prisoner captive long enough. This weekend, we're letting you out. You can go back there and knock that bearded bastard off and bring back all the uh, fun in the old days. Bring back the casinos. Bring back Hyman Roth. Maybe Meyer Lansky can come back and walk his little dog instead of Collins Avenue on the beach and walk his little dog on the streets of Havana. Nice going there, Meyer. Oi! Maybe Ted Arison will make a comeback with all those billions he saved. Now, what a, see, there is a God. There is a God just before that thing was going to perspire and expire and they were going to screw the U.S. government out of billions of dollars on the estate tax. All of a sudden, Oi. he croaked. He croaked. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, I'm on a mobile. I didn't, know if, uh, I didn't hit the pound 560 thing, so I don't know how this is working. Really? It sounds uh, yeah. okay to me. All right, cool. Uh, I, just I guess when your bill comes in, you'll find out. Marino. Um, I thought that he played exceptionally well, considering the fact that uh, he, uh, last week, I mean, the last week against Buffalo, they put a lot of pressure on him, and, and yeah, he did make a few bad decisions. But, you know, and I think uh, Indianapolis was looking their chops. They were thinking going into this game that if we put a lot of pressure on them, they may do the same. But they did, and Marino came through with flying colors. Right. And he got rocked around. He got knocked around. And uh, it was an amazing game. I loved it. I loved every minute and of even, it. Even, uh, when that, even when that guy coming in and uh, jumping, I left his feet in his face there on that crucial fourth and ten when he right. completed that bomb to Gadsden. Even on that play, he just stood in there and uh, did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice going, Danny boy, and I don't even give a crap. <laughs> I uh, love the show. Okay, have a great day. See, I'm objective because I'm not, uh, you know, involved hysterically, and I'm certainly not gambling on these football games. I'm not one of these GA members in waiting like about half the people listening to this radio station. What are your thoughts on that uh, Lackawanna Depew High School game this weekend? What are your thoughts on that Oneida Oneonta game? Uh... What are your thoughts? All those professional gamblers, all those chronic desperados. You don't have any thoughts. Maybe. Official fact in, in the church. Your Uncle Lara and little Tommy. Lightning has almost struck twice in Lake Forest. I remember you reporting about the little poodle that weaved its way through the traffic in Lake Forest only to be splattered by a northwestern train. Well, a similar incident happened about a week ago involving a squirrel. My friend and I were on our way to get some lunch in Lake Forest last Saturday when we noticed a squirrel trying to weave its way across the traffic on Western Avenue. We were in a car about 20 yards away from the squirrel when it started to make its way across the street. The squirrel was probably not as mobile as it...
could have been because its mouth was really stuffed with nuts from the park. Oh. Luckily, though, the squirrel scampered across traffic, and my friend and I were relieved that he was safe. Suddenly, two girls who were on a bike ride appeared along the side of the street. They were really flying when the confused squirrel jumped into their path. The girl tried to avoid the squirrel, but he somehow hit the back tire of her bike and got caught up to the spoke. Oh, gee. The poor squirrel went around in the wheel several times before he got free and was flung on the grass. To our surprise, the dazed squirrel got to his feet and staggered away, apparently okay. Oh, good. The girl who was riding the bike was a little upset, but I'm sure not as much as the squirrel. Luckily, he didn't lose his life, but he might have lost his <laughs> nuts. That's right. <laughs> 16 till noon at 560 WQM. Good luck in Syracuse, sir. God, and uh, take your shovel. Don't forget, it won't be long. Five, we always bring our shovel to work here at QAM. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Miami. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. By the way, uh, Mike Greer happens to be American, if you can believe that. Yeah. Like he grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah, well, how come he speaks perfect English? Well, because his father was Bobby Greer, the general manager of the Patriots. Yeah. So he probably had the money for education. Like he went to VU and stuff. Well, how come Kevin Weeks speaks perfect English? Is he American? Oh, well, it's education, too. Right. Education system Canada is much better. Well, how come how come American blacks have been lied to and convinced that they have to speak bubonics? Uh, maybe it's the southern ones. Sir, let me tell you, it's not the southern ones. Chicago, Detroit, New York, you listen to black people speak, and I would say 90% of American people be speaking uh, illiterate. I see, maybe Mike had a better chance of it. They, a they ask you a question. <laughs> Wait, speaking of Chicago, remember... Well, what, what kind of an indictment is that of the American education system? That's my whole point. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. How can you keep uh, promoting the social promotion crap, kids from one class to another, when they can't speak English? All right, all right. But anyway, I'm sorry. I remember, tw remember 20 years ago in Skokie, Illinois, when the neo-Nazis wanted to parade down Skokie, which is a very heavy Jewish populated area. Yeah. And one of the lawyers who defended the right happened to be Jewish. Right. So when I hear people saying here that, oh, if the KKK marches down... First of all, this wasn't a march. Right, right. It, it, was, I mean, it was a concert inside of a building. If people wanted to go hear them sing, they had to pay to buy a ticket to go see them. They weren't marching. They weren't flaunting anything. And quite frankly, if they never would have started with all the big sinners, nobody would have known what they were singing about in the first place. It was a concert that people had to get, pay to go see. How can you compare that to people marching and flaunting something repugnant in your face? But I think even if they were scumbag flunking, they still have the right to do it under the Right, that's right. Constitution. Not in Miami, though, because the Constitution doesn't apply here. All right. Anyway, have a good day. And back to you. Bye. The Constitution doesn't apply in Miami. Tell that to Tomas Regalado and tell that to Joe Carroyo and all these other goddamn professional pandering asshole politicians you got in Dade County. Shame on you people. Giving a big song to dance, saying, oh, gee, we got a black guy. We got a black guy. That concert with whatever. They've been appearing all over the country. They were in Toronto two weeks ago. There was no big song to dance. There was no black eye for the city of Toronto because Los Van Van played there. The only reason we got a black eye is because a bunch of crazy people were carrying on like lunatics and behaving like barbarians. A bunch of people who continue to be encouraged to do these unacceptable things over and over and over again. And not one Hispanic politician or leader in this town has got the balls to say, this must stop now. You're embarrassing and disgracing this community. We're the laughing stock. It wasn't bad enough what happened at that goddamn QAM golf tournament a couple of weeks ago. That wasn't bad enough. Talk about laughing stock. 
Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. There's an old saying that I, I used to disagree with, but I'm starting to agree with it. It's the people get the government they deserve. Right. And, uh, you know, if you pull Castro out right now, what would you get? The, the Miami uh, government? I mean, it would probably be the same thing. It's probably, always maybe been. we could send Mayor Pinga there, the uh, Dade County Mayor. It's, it's incredible. Sitting there with Mickey Arison and the people from the Herald and all their other uh, little fascist buddies. And one other thing, Dan Marino, probably the greatest sports figure to ever hit this town, except right. for Kimberly Bowcamper, of course. Right. Who was a freeway for running back in the heyday of his career. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I don't understand it. We have a guy that you know comes around once in a lifetime, and all they can do is chew him up and spit him out. You know what? If I Marino, screw Miami. Go somewhere else. We don't deserve you. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Pissed off and fired up right there, that young man, and rightfully so. Ungrateful bunch of bastards in this town. What have you done for me lately? Gee, you had a bad game. <laughs> As if that somehow is going to change your life, by the way. And by the way, if he was slipping, and if that's the case, like I said a million times before, where is his successor? Where is his replacement? One of these kids that got standing on the sideline? No. You want to see him in there yesterday? No. No, of course not. The buck stops here, Mr. We Could Be. We got our shot special. Whatever the hell his name is, 38 goddamn special. You're a special case, all right. You're an asshole. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, a couple things real quick. Did you, uh, John Davidson yesterday on the hockey show was ripping, uh, Jeff Rimmer about talking about the Panthers so much. Um... Dan Marino, I think that they... Uh, Let me tell you this. If yeah. John Davidson rips anybody for talking so much about anything, right. then he better go look in the mirror, too. Because yeah. you know something? John Davidson is the only man in the history of the human race that must be getting paid by the word. Give it a rest, J.D. Take a breath already, you fat tub of crap. Listen, go ahead. I'm sorry. Neil, I don't, I don't like, I don't like <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yes. I don't like Jimmy Johnson, but um, I don't think it was that what he, anything he said bad last week. Uh, also, listen... Uh, what, what does that mean? Well, I mean, uh, he said Marino had a bad game. Big no, deal. no, that is not what he said. What he, did said he, say? he said that he may use poor judgment. Which he and, did. Yeah. And but uh, okay, but I mean, I don't like Jimmy Johnson. I like Don Chula better, but let me ask you, how was the running game in that game last week? He ripped at the, the running game too, didn't he? He but, barely even mentioned anything else. He spent ninety percent of his time on Marino. Right. Well, Marino's great, and I'll see you later, Neil. Okay. Fine. See, Jimmy, when he when he takes a dump, <laughs> Jimmy, it don't stink. It smells like the fallen snow. It's fresh. It smells like lilacs is what I hear. Yeah. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Coral Gables, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you doing? Okay, sir. Man, I wish I was a comedian because there's so much stuff out there. I'd make one of those HBO specials, a five-hour sing-along. Um, I want to talk about uh, the, the Cuban exiles. Yeah. You know how they hate communism and stuff Well, what, so what does that mean, Cuban exiles, by the way? What does that mean? I guess You mean people that have been here for 40 years already? No, all these, these new people who just keep coming by the boatload. Oh, I you're mean, talking about, you're talking ask, about banana boat people, not yeah, exiles. Yeah. I want to ask you something. If they hate communism so much, why do they keep buying Nikes with China written all over it, made in China? No, they but, like Chinese communists. They just don't like Cuban communists. La, la, oh, they also like Why don't they all go move to China? Okay, then? have a great day. In fact, uh, you beat us to the punch. They're gonna. They we're setting them out on their rafts right now with maps to uh, China. I mean, they already got like uh, two billion people over there. What's a few more? They can handle it. You know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. Get out of here, incoherent idiot. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, what's up, Neil? Yes, I'm gonna sir. Go, uh... 
I'm gonna go a little farther than all these schmoes that call up and say, "Oh, Marino played great," you know, this, you know, last game. Marino is a god, and Jimmy Johnson, he does, he just doesn't like him because you know he wasn't one of the players that he drafted. Well, he should know his role and shut his mouth in the presence of a god, and that's it. He should be kissing his ass today. Exactly. He should be, be on his, his ass He all should be time. on his knees servicing Danny right now. And God bless you, sir. Boy, that's your brought him to a halt. <laughs> I guess he was picturing that in his mind, you know. I'm serious. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson should be on his knees right now giving ahead to Dan Marino. Just to thank him for bailing his ass out. Because two and two, man, can you imagine if they would have lost again yesterday? Woo! Oh, man, and it looked like it was going to happen. It looked like it was guaranteed. You think the natives were restless last week. Man, they would have been crapping bricks all over town this week if that would have happened, especially on the heels of that hurricane loss. Because after all, I mean, what, what else have these people got to grab onto? What a football game. Do you live here? What what else? What's the claim to fame? Palm trees? No. No. What is there? Beautiful beaches? No. No. Fishing? Yeah. Oh, there was an interesting article, by the way, about uh, gay fishermen. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello. Damn. Something about sticking that hook too deep in there. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse with these uh, quote-unquote exiles. But, uh, Stop calling them exiles. They're not exiles. They're a bunch of uh, they're a bunch of disgruntled goddamn banana boat people who've been here for thirty and forty years already. How long can you be an exile? Yeah, that's true. Well, the banana boaters, the freeloaders, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Stop hate... calling the goddamn Indians exiles. <laughs> for as much as they hate Cuba, they sure do a damn good job of waving that flag around. Yeah, that's uh, you know, it's uh, you know, they come over here because they hate it so much, but yet uh, they 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 want to make this place Cuba. Not going to change, pal. Yeah. Not going to change. They just write it off. Yeah, I just want to know, too. Just, just get a goddamn scissors and cut Dade County off the map, although I do see you're in Aventura, but it's close to the border anyway. Yeah, that's true. Well, I just, too, whenever uh, Cuba, or whenever uh, Castro bites it and that place uh, gives away to the quote-unquote almighty dollar, I want to know how many of these freeloaders are going back. None. Exactly. Not a one. Exactly. All righty, Neil. Have a good day. Okay, pal. Arrivederci. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Speaking of us being the laughing stock, all that Van Van crap was on CNN, so the whole country could see how yeah, ridiculous we are. Right. But also today, Howard was saying on page six in the New York Post there was a whole article uh, about. I already read it. Yeah, about uh, the. Oh, AJ did you? I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't That's catch. Okay. But how embarrassing. Yeah. We're, we're on the New York Post. We're on their national line. And it's on Howard, who's on 8 million stations. All. So we are. We're the laughing stock of the whole goddamn world here at this station because we have weak-kneed management that lets a bunch of silly people in here do things that are totally unacceptable and make us look bad, make our work for charity look bad, and make all the rest of us look bad. That's what we got here at QAM. This station stands for nothing. Amen. God bless you, sir. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, pray for us, okay? All those people that are always saying they'll pray for me. Pray for all of us, those hard-working stiffs here at QAM. How's that air conditioning coming, by the way? Heard anything about that? No. It's only noon. It's only freaking noon. And this this particular room that I'm in here right now, not that I want to sound like uh, a martyr or anything, but this is the hottest one of them all because, like I said, it's like being in a fish tank. It's enclosed. There is no window. There is no uh, nothing. And I got this fan sitting over here blowing hot air. Always been my fantasy to be blown while I was on the air, but never like this. How's Miguel doing, by the way? 
Five minutes till noon at 560 WQM. This is, it really is, it's insufferable. It's just, it's, uh, it's unacceptable. And they're not responding in any way, shape, or form. Because I see a lot of people, including Clarence, running back and forth. You know, while the phone is ringing. You know, what is that all about? Nothing. Oh. They've been alerted, the AC people, whose names we don't know. Well, what do you mean they've been alerted? They were called this morning. Yeah. They could be on the roof for all we know, but I doubt it. You know something? I hope they are on the roof. I hope we hear a thud in about five minutes. I hope it's the sound of them, even though it's only... How, how many stories in this building? Only three? We're on the turd? Isn't there some part of the building that maybe hopefully might go like, uh, you know... Well, there's that satellite dish. Right. They could put yeah, they could hop up on that before they fall. Four minutes till noon at 560 WQAM. Hi, Felicia. Gee, I love your dress, and your hair looks so shiny and manageable. Are you still shampooing with head and shoulders? <laughs> Gosh, Chick, I stopped using head and shoulders a long time ago. I mean, honestly, who grows hair on their shoulders anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. So what are you using now? Well, it's like head and shoulders, only without all those additives. It's just called head. Let's tell them about it, girls. If you're tired of your old Wow, where can I get head? Lots of places, Chick. You can stop by my place later, and I'll be happy to give you some head. In 15 minutes, I'll have you shampooed, styled, and blown dry. Gee, you don't miss a lick, do you? Head sounds great, but is it expensive? Not at all, Chick. My brother says there are places downtown where you can get head for less than $10. Golly, at that price, everyone should be getting head. That's right, Chick. When you say head, you set a mouthful. Hi, I'm Dr. Raymond Filati from Freedom All Industries. I'm here to tell you why you should get head. First, it lubricates each limp hair follicle, leaving an erect, glistening shaft. Then the scalp's natural oils are sucked out of the root, leaving your hair soft, shiny, and exhausted. Nothing does the job like head. Great! Can I get head from my hairdresser, Bruce? Probably, but you might want to try your girlfriend first. <laughs> Go out and get some head today. Want hair with lots of volume? Nothing gets it up like head. Available at a price you won't find hard to swallow. And it's going down every day. Connie, we're out of shampoo. Can you go out and get some head? What did you say? I said I want you to go out and get head. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. I'm going downtown. And head makes a great holiday gift. Last Christmas, my wife gave me some head. Then I gave her a pearl necklace. I've never seen her so choked up. My girlfriend used to give me head, and then we got married. Now I'm lucky if I get Jurgen's lotion in a National Geographic. Okay. 
Oh, oh, God. Head shampoo. Come on, give it a shot. My hair looks great. Use a nap. Come on, Ford 560 WQM. Hank will be at Chula Steak, too. We got uh, the booster is back. Now that baseball is over. And then we got Monday Night Football. So, by the way, the November issue of Playboy magazine is the one that everybody is talking about. The problem is I don't think too many people are reading it. And as usual, the irresponsible people in the media are quoting, you know, a couple of excerpts here and there to try to make Jesse Ventura look like uh, as irresponsible as possible and unacceptable and unpalatable because they're terrified. They're scared crapless of him, just like he made a fool in 10 seconds out of George Will yesterday. So here's the interview. I have it in my hand right now in the Playboy 2. Pretty unusual for me to have it in my hand in the Playboy 2, but nevertheless, I do. It says, we sent contributing editor Lawrence Grobel, whose last interview was with Nick Nolte to the Minnesota State Capitol to spend a week with the governor. Grobel's report, what I found most refreshing about Governor Ventura was his willingness to defend his positions and attack his interrogators. During our first session, he was sizing me up. By the second day, he had invited me to attend the funeral of his high school coach. During our third session, he began challenging my positions on subjects I was asking him about. When we discussed handgun control, the governor called me a liberal weenie for not believing every house should be equipped with weapons of destruction. He's an imposing man who's not easily intimidated, and he's convinced he's got the aurora that will the aura that will uh, take him to higher places. He also believes he has yet to reach whatever destiny he has in store for him. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we'll be knocking at Ventura's door to interview him again, say three years from now. Here's the interview, Playboy. Did you think that one day you'd be the center of all this media attention? Ventura, no because I worked in the world of wrestling, which is ridiculed. Nobody ever looks at wrestlers for the talent they have. Most people consider wrestling fans ignorant, and if they're intelligent, they've had to live their lives like gay people. They've had to stay in the closet. They're fans of wrestling, but they wouldn't dare tell anyone. Playboy, you're certainly being taken seriously now. How comfortable are you exchanging your feather boas and earrings for a tie and jacket? Ventura, getting used to it. I wear a suit four days a week. Friday's my casual day. I come in wearing blue jeans, cowboy boots, and a T-shirt. I dress up to bring dignity to the office. What I do here is an honor that's been given to me by the state. I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable here because it's the first office I've had. It's really the first desk. Playboy, how has becoming governor changed you? Ventura, I try to control my temper more. I try not to react as quickly as I did in my other careers where it was acceptable. In this job, anything you say will be used against you by the press and in the court of public opinion. You're not allowed to joke or laugh. I do it anyway, and I get into trouble for it all the time. I do my radio show every Friday, and when I go into my radio mode, it's balls to the walls, no holds barred. When people attack me, I attack back. That's ruffling feathers because generally a governor has to take it but can't dish it out. I put myself in a position with my radio show to be able to dish it back, and they don't like that. Playboy, what are the perks that can spoil a governor? Ventura, my chefs, I've got two of the best in the business. Playboy, do you ever cook? No, I'll make something in a blender and drink it. It's easy, no dishes. About the only thing I'll cook is soup. You cut it out of a can and stick it in the microwave. Playboy, what's the best thing about being governor? Ventura, it's good to be king. The best thing is that there's no one in the state who can tell me what to do. Playboy, and the worst? Ventura, you become a slave. I can't go anywhere without guards. You become a prisoner of your own success. Playboy, in the hierarchy of elected officials, which comes first, governor or U.S. senator? Ventura, the executive branch is higher. You can set your own rules per se. As a senator, you're just one of 100. As governor, you're one of 50, and you're number one within the boundaries of your domain. Playboy, what is most important for you to accomplish as governor? Ventura to prove that I can govern now. The day after we won the election, we all met in my kitchen, looked at each other and said, what the hell do we do now? No Reform Party candidate has ever won at a major level. There was no one there who knew what to do. 
My wife's best friend recommended Stephen Bosacker to help me out. He had worked hard on independent party candidate John Anderson's campaign for president in 1980, and I voted for John Anderson. Bosacker came on board to be my transition chief of staff and stayed on. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Playboy, what's his job? Ventura, he's responsible for running and handling my entire administration. My job is somewhat of an oxymoron. I do everything, and yet I do nothing. Stephen is like the XO in the military. I'm the commanding officer, but in the executive officer, in many ways, he runs the day-to-day operation. Playboy, that sounds like the way Ronald Reagan governed, by being a good uh, delegator. Ventura, I've been compared to a lot to Reagan. I appoint experts in their fields as my commissioners, then I get out of the way. I only have a high school education, but I'm street smart, which can be more effective than college degrees. I operate under a rule I learned during my SEALs training. Keep it simple and stupid. That's common sense. Playboy, during your book tour, you drew a larger crowd at the Nixon Library than Henry Kissinger or Newt Gingrich. Do you find that ironic? Ventura, I'm flattered that I've had that type of impact. The thing people need to ask is, why is Jesse Ventura outdrawing Newt Gingrich or Henry Kissinger? Playboy, do you have an answer? Ventura, the answer is that people are searching for the truth, for someone they can truly believe in. The truth may not be what they want to hear, but they at least know they're getting it. Playboy, how do you distinguish between the Republican, Democratic, and Reform parties? Ventura, it's simple. I'm fiscally conservative, but I'm socially liberal. If you're a Republican, you have to be fiscally and socially conservative. If you're a Democrat, you have to be fiscally and socially liberal. I'm half of each, and that's the Reform Party, to be continued. Nine minutes past noon at 560 WQM. Now, see, I could have eliminated a lot of this, but I don't want to do that. I want to read the entire thing because then you look at it in its whole context as opposed to picking and choosing and taking stuff out of context, which is what the goddamn media does and does very poorly and unfairly and very tragically. All you paranoid little people in the media who are tired of somebody who actually has got the balls to come along and is not afraid to tell the truth and won't back down. Talk 13 at 560QM. So keep in mind that this interview with Jesse Ventura was done weeks ago before Pat Buchanan made his latest uh, Hitler wasn't such a bad guy comment. Just keep that in mind. Playboy, Governor George W. Bush and Vice President Al Gore are the frontrunners for their party's nominations. What's your take on them? Ventura, I bet, uh, met both George and the vice president, found them to be very nice, but all we're hearing about is Bush and Gore. The campaign started a year and a half before the election. I'll be so sick of it by the time the election gets here, I'll want to throw up. Playboy, your opinion of Bill Bradley? Ventura, a pretty good basketball player. Playboy, Pat Buchanan? Ventura, I respect him. He makes people think. He and I differ drastically on social issues, and that would hold him back from being the Reform Party uh, nominee. Mr. Buchanan puts certain social issues like abortion on the front burner. We in the Reform Party do not. We don't even have abortion on our platform. It's not a political issue. It's been decided by the courts, and it should be challenged in the courts. Playboy, Steve Forbes Forbes claims like you that he's a political outsider. Ventura, Steve Forbes has been wealthy his whole life. I don't like his flat tax. We already had that. It's called Social Security, and look what a mess it's in. It's like a national, he says, I like a national sales tax. It would put the government on direct budget with the economy, so it would be imperative for the government to work to keep the economy good. Right now, the government couldn't care less because they get your money first. Playboy, you're a big supporter of Colin Powell, once saying that if he ran for president, you run for vice president with him. What's so great about Powell? Ventura, General Powell and I are alike. We have differences. He supports affirmative action. I don't. But he's physically conservative and socially liberal. I found him to be a powerful leader. One doesn't get to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff not knowing how to lead. It would be hard for me to accept orders from anyone today, but I could accept orders from him. I've met him only once, but I'm pretty good on first impressions. Playboy, if you decided to run for president, what would be your game plan? Ventura, my plan would be to stay out of it until next July. I would let Gore and Bush hang each other with all the rope they have to the point where the public can't stand either one of them. Their disapproval rating would skyrocket. Then you enter the race three months before the election and you take the whole thing. All of it is is gaining that momentum at the right time like I did here in Minnesota. We peaked perfectly and they couldn't stop this when it happened. The other two candidates didn't even see it coming. 
Playboy, let's talk about issues. Can we clear up what you said when you what you met after the shootings at Columbine High School in Littleton? You suggested that more guns, specifically concealed weapons, would have enabled students and faculty to defend themselves and prevent the massacre. Ventura, that is not what I said. My simple statement was, had there been a license, conceal, and carry in the building, lives likely would have been saved. Playboy, wasn't there already an armed guard in the school? Ventura, where was he? What do we value more today, our children or our money? Most people would say the children, but that's not true. We put money into banks. Banks are guarded by armed guards to make sure our money isn't touched, stolen, or misused. We put our children in schools and protect them with nothing. Playboy, so we should put armed guards in all our schools? Ventura, maybe. It's something we need to look at. The two terrorists went to that school and assassinated all those children, and there was no one there to stop them. You can't negotiate with people like that. You take them out. Playboy, is there anything that could change your mind about the right to bear arms? Ventura, nope, our forefathers put it in there so the general citizen has the ability to combat an oppressive government. It's not in there to make sure I can go hunting on the weekends. I don't deer hunt, by the way. That's not really hunting. I prefer when the opposition can shoot back. Then you're hunting. Playboy, do you carry a gun? Ventura, hardly ever. I'm licensed to, but I only carry one when I'm by myself. Playboy, why do so many people kill other people with guns? Ventura, because it's an easy tool to use. If that tool were eliminated, they'd use something else. There weren't guns when Cain killed Abel. You want to know my definition of gun control? Being able to stand there at 25 meters and put two rounds in the same hole, that's gun control. The gun control people don't know what they're talking about. Playboy, when you were a wrestling announcer, you called Coco Beware, a black wrestler, Buckwheat, referred to Tito Santana as Chico, and described the moves of another black wrestler, the junkyard dog, as a lot of shucking and jiving. Have these phrases come back to haunt you? Ventura, no, it's wrestling. When I participated in it, it was built on stereotypes. Every Japanese wrestler threw salt and was sneaky. Every German wrestler was a Nazi. Every Russian a communist. How could anyone possibly look at wrestling and say, this is what he believes in? It's entertainment. My job was to irritate people. Another of my famous wrestling quotes was, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. And some people drum that up today like it's some kind of policy. All of a sudden, wrestling's real to them. Come on. Playboy, something else you said is that college athletes should be exempt from taking classes so they can concentrate on games. How much flack did you take for making that statement? Ventura, my point is the way the system is set up now invites cheating. You've got college athletes in Minnesota playing one level below professional. They have to bust their butts, and when someone offers to write a term paper for them, you think they're not going to take it? Playboy, so you're saying that we should redefine the college experience, that athletes don't have to take classes, they just have to play ball? Ventura, you're doggone right. If you go to college to play football, why don't they teach you how to deal with agents? School should prepare these kids for what they're going to do. Playboy, how do you feel about protesters who burn the American flag? Ventura, if you buy the flag, it's yours to burn. Playboy, many people believe it was a mistake to eliminate the draft. Do you? Ventura, the draft was utterly ridiculous. It was the most unfair, bogus piece of crap ever put together. Because who got drafted? If you're going to have a draft, there should be no deferments. That's the way the draft was in the 60s and early 70s. If you went to college, or, or I'm sorry, the way the draft was in the 60s and early 70s, if you went to college, you got out of it. Why was that a determining factor? Playboy, wasn't the idea that the country needs to develop young minds? Ventura, oh, really, and the country doesn't need auto mechanics, maintenance people? Laborers have to face the draft, but others can't go hide in college? See, I got bitter toward that. If you don't have money, you couldn't hide in college. The only people getting drafted were the poor people. Playboy, what do you think of gays in the military? Ventura, who am I to tell someone they can or can't serve their country? I couldn't care less if the person next to me is gay as long as he gets the job done. Playboy, would you support or oppose recognizing gay marriage in Minnesota? Ventura, I would oppose it. Look up the word marriage in the dictionary. It says it's between a man and a woman. Now, I don't oppose gay people forming some type of legal bonding, but you just can't use the word marriage. Playboy, why aren't you concerned with crime? 
Ventura, because that's a local issue, and I don't believe in micromanagement. Sure, I'm concerned about it, but it's not the governor's job to handle it. That's for mayor, city councils. I'm not going to sit here and be a typical politician, bangs his desk, and say, I'm going to fight crime. Half these guys wouldn't know crime if it bit them on the ass. Playboy, how about the death penalty? Ventura, I don't support the death penalty. In the private sector, I did, but not as governor. I wouldn't want the responsibility of sending someone to his death. Minnesota doesn't have a death penalty, so it doesn't matter to me. But on the flip side, what bothers me is that life in prison isn't life in prison. Why are you eligible for parole after seven years? Life should be life, and there should be no three strikes. There should be one strike. Playboy, that's a little rough. Ventura, no, it isn't. If you commit murder, rape, or other crimes, why do you get to do it three times before you go? Playboy, what about drug crimes? Ventura, that's consensual crime. People who commit consensual crimes shouldn't go to jail. We shouldn't even prosecute them. That's crime against yourself. Drugs and prostitution, those should not be imprisoning crime. The government's got much more important things to do. Playboy, would you legalize these types of activities? Ventura, Nevada has. Nevada's got legalized prostitution like the Old West. They don't seem to have any big problem. It doesn't seem to create a hostile atmosphere. My wife and I were in the heart of Amsterdam's red light district where there are drugs, open prostitution, and pornography. Yet amazingly, at 10 o'clock at night, we saw a busload of senior citizens out for a walking tour. If it's not illegal, chances are there's no violence. See, we call our country home of the brave and land of the free, but it's not. We give a false portrayal of freedom. We're not free. If we were, we'd allow people their freedom. Prohibiting something doesn't make it go away. Prostitution is criminal, and bad things happen because it's run illegally by dirtbags who are criminals. If it's illegal, and the girls could have, if, if it were legal rather, then the girls could have health checks, unions, benefits, anything any other worker gets, and it would be far better. Playboy, this isn't a very popular position in America, is it? Ventura, no one, it's because of religion. Organized religion is a sham and a crutch for weak-minded people who need strength in numbers. It tells people to go out and stick their noses in other people's business. I live by the golden rule. Treat others as you want them to treat you. The religious right wants to tell people how to live. Playboy, what's the solution to the war on drugs? Ventura, stop the demand. In a free society, you can't have martial law. You can't have people battering down doors. In the end, it's the individual's decision to make. The prohibition of drugs causes crime. You don't have to legalize it. Just decriminalize it, regulate it, create places where the addict can go get it. When you prohibit something, it doesn't mean it'll go away. The same with abortion. If you prohibit it, it won't stop. It'll just go into back alleys, and then two lives will be in danger. Playboy, when was the last time you chewed a peyote button, smoked a joint, or dropped acid? Ventura, a while ago, and most of those things I haven't done. I've smoked a joint, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's one of the biggest atrocities going on right now, marijuana. Give somebody a Hendrix tape and a joint, stick him in a corner, and he's happy. Playboy, if you, smoked a, uh, if you had smoked a joint since becoming governor, would you admit it? Ventura, no, it's my personal life. That would be like asking me which sex acts I like. Playboy, but you said you'd never lie to the people of Minnesota. Ventura, right, but that doesn't mean I have to answer everyone's questions. If it's relevant to my job, I'll answer it. You have no business asking anything about my private life. Playboy, you said nowhere in the Constitution does it say that the government's business is to create jobs. That's the private sector's responsibility. Ventura, am I right? Have you read the Constitution? Does it say anything about government's ability to create jobs? Playboy, doesn't that give the impression that you don't care? Ventura, the point is I'm breaking away from this reliance on government, which was not founded to create jobs. Create your own job. Be an individual. Playboy, are there any welfare programs you endorse? Ventura, I endorse all welfare. There should be a safety net, but it should not be a lifestyle. What I oppose is when people talk about welfare rights. You don't have a right to welfare. It's charity. Playboy, has your opinion of the media changed since you become governor? Ventura, they're dangerous. The media have an agenda. They try to make the public think they're just reporters who report facts. Not true. They carry their personal beliefs and attitudes into the articles they write. I'm a firm believer in free speech, but with any freedom comes responsibility, and the media are abusing their position. 
It happened to my wife when somebody wrote about her taking over my radio show when I was out of town. At the end of the article, a person stated that I was offered this celebrity golf tournament with my security guards who were being paid by the public. That's an example of the media putting a little twist at the end to incite people to get angry at me, but it's the law. Anywhere I go, I have to be protected. It doesn't matter if I'm on a book tour or playing a celebrity golf tournament or if I take a vacation. Playboy, are you still looked upon as a guy who doesn't need protection? As the bumper stickers boast, our governor is stronger than your governor? Ventura, people don't realize I get at least one death threat a week. We've got two bomb threats where the building had to be evacuated. Playboy, you were asked on one radio station the names of your state song, Bird, Muffin, and Drink. You missed two of the four. You know them all now. Ventura, no, because they're all irrelevant and unimportant. They asked me the state drink. To me, it's beer. Playboy, but now you know it's Ventura Milk, which really threw me off because Wisconsin is the dairy land. Playboy, and the state song, Ventura, I'd now say it would be something by Johnny Lang or Bob Dylan. Editors know it's Hale, Minnesota. I know the state bird is a loon and the muffin is a blueberry. Playboy, the press may piss you off, but you seem to thrive on attacking them. Ventura, they need it. Nobody holds them accountable. Nobody holds their feet to the fire. Playboy, what insults have gotten under your skin? Ventura, only the personal ones. They can criticize my policies all they want, but they go beyond that. And when I criticize them, everyone gets upset with me. I love how people can dish it out, but they can't take it. Playboy, which is just what Barbara Carlson, the former governor's ex-wife, told Mirabella about you. He can dish it out, but he can't take it, and that's going to be his downfall. Ventura, consider the source. This is a woman who struck the former governor with a frying pan, had a name for his private parts. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. She's also a woman who's had her stomach cut out, so she doesn't eat as much. What happened to willpower? I love fat people. Every fat person says it's not their fault that they have gland trouble. You know which gland? The saliva gland. They can't push away from the table. (laughs) Playboy, some have said you're a vindictive person. Do you believe in an eye for an eye? Ventura, no, but I believe in the SEAL team code. We don't get mad, we get even. Vindictive? No, not when it comes to business, as long as nobody makes a personal attack on me. If they go personal, I'll go personal. To be continued. It's nice that it's uh, nice and comfortable in here, you know? Oh, God. Is there anybody working on this crap? I guess they just don't care. You know, he'll just uh, fumble his way through the four hours and walk out of there spitzing with a a screaming headache, and uh, it'll be just another day at the ranch. 26 past 12 at 560 WQM, your We Can't Get Anything Right station for the 90s. We down in Jamaica in the Caribbean, they got the best herb that you ever seen. Ask anybody in that neighborhood, they tell you this the country where the country people. Rasta man has some he want to sell And from a mile away you can detect the smell of smoke Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke He light up the spliff and choke Alright! Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke The ganja be good You can carry lots of herb in the gunny sack Smoke it every day until your lungs turn black With all the money that we have made Jamaica doesn't need any foreign aid American tourists come here and say Got nothing like this in the USA They smoke, smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke 
They light up the spliff and talk. They begin to puff and choke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. The ganja be good. Mama tells her son, you are a Rasta man. You like to smoke the giant spliff whenever you can. Many people coming here from miles around to buy the earth from you by the ounce and the pound. Rastaman say to her, Mama, you're right. The ganja be good tonight. And then they smoke, smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. They light up the spliff and talk. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke. The ganja be good. All right. Come on. 1232 I'm not going to read the rest of this today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow if we have the AC. I'm, just, I'm wilting under the pressure. I'm stumbling and fumbling and not doing justice to this. I'm schwitzing over here is basically what it boils down to, underlying the boil part. The very last, there's like three more pages of this interview to go. The very last uh, paragraph, last question, Playboy, let's say your life is over and you discover you can return as anything you want. What would you come back as? Ventura, if I could be re- reincarnated as a fabric, I'd like to come back as a 38 double D bra. A throwaway at the end of the interview, a joke, a little funny there, and George Will, why do you disgrace the office of governor? And, oh, God. I sure hope some of you people saw that yesterday. I saw the look on it, the look of indignation on Jesse Ventura's face when that little pusillanimous putz George Will comes up with that crap, that humorless right-wing sourpuss crap. I'm kind of feeling humorless and sourpuss in here today, too, because, I'm, like I said, I'm wilting. I'm just wilting under the pressure. It's got to be 140 degrees in here. It's like doing a show in a sweat box. And it's now going on one o'clock. And is there any, is there anybody in this building who is communicating anything to us? Are the air conditioning, I'm not asking a question, are they here? Is there anybody communicating anything to us? No. About any of this stuff? No. All the office phones are out. Of course, they can't communicate to us on the phone because all the office phones are out on the whole goddamn floor. I got two lines out on the uh, talk show line. It's a miracle we got anything going on here today. But I suppose somebody could, like, wander down the hallway since I've seen all these people sticking their nose in there. Bah, 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 you know, and I ask you, well, what's the story? Nothing. They could yell it down the hall. They don't even Yeah, they that. could yell it down the goddamn hall and we could hear it. Maybe we just haven't paid the contractors. You think that could be it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that could be it. John Henry's got all our money. Let's call up John Henry, see if he wants to send somebody over to fix your goddamn air conditioning. Of course, even if he does, we still don't want to build a stadium for him, but nevertheless. Here's Aventura. Hello. Aventura. 40 minutes, and they're gone. Can't imagine why. 5670560. I just, I can't, uh, I just don't have it. I'm sapped of strength to read the rest of that today because I won't do it justice. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. But I think you get the message. And as a matter of fact, it's actually legal. You can go out and buy Playboy, the November issue, with the red cover. And the big boobs on the front. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. I had my lunch while I was waiting for 40 minutes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just want to say you have an awesome show. Don't stop, don't stop the good work. Uh, the Dolphins kicked ass yesterday. 
Marino was great. Johnson was bitter, but he won anyways. And I have a sighting for you down in Miami Beach. Joe Manuela Carroyo was walking out of the Warsaw room with City Wackoff Warsaw hand in hand. Uh, okay, well, thanks for the good news. Okay. 5670560, pound 560. Anybody have any idea what he's talking about? No. What did he say, Maricone? He just said it in a different way. Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? It's okay, Randy. sir. Um, I, gave you a, uh, I gave you the Leafs jersey over at the center one. I think you're going over at Specs Records. On Thank you so there. much. Yes, sir. Sure, sure. I hope you can do this. Um, <clears throat> just a couple of things. First off, about the Panthers. Panthers game, I was down at the Panthers game on Sunday. I was sweet, I was sitting in a sweet box. It was the first time I was ever really in there. Um, thank, um, courtesy of, uh, Rick K. Zachary. But anyhow, um, I was just really upset about the Chris Wells, as usual. Uh, how, 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 how he, uh, how he disappointed sure, the team. Let me say it again, the same with all due respect, okay? <laughs> they were trailing two to nothing in the game against a very, very good Detroit team. They came back, they got a tie, they got the point, they're undefeated. I don't see why everybody is so anxious to be so goddamn negative about everything in this town. Uh, I'm not negative about it, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just negative about them bringing back Chris Wells. Well, uh, how, how can anybody not be? But, I mean, he's uh, he is what he is. He's not going to get any better. He's useless, and they're using him like a goddamn weapon. I mean, they're going to they're gonna prove to us uh, that he's a player, whether he is or not, which we all know he's not, but they're just going to jam him down our throats whether we like it or not. Yeah. I this, is what, this is what happens when you're dealing with a couple of hard asses, the Murray boys. It's the Murray boys. That's it. Okay, right. Have a great day, sir. Oh, I, I can't. I can't. I'm going to lie down on the floor and make guttural sounds. I really am. What was that? We get some word there from Clarence or what? What did he just say to you? Mm, I don't want to say. No, what did he just tell you? Say it again there, Clarence. They're on their way. They're on their way. It is now 23 minutes before 1. I feel like Vin Scully when Sandy Koufax pitched the fur. It is 11.38 in the City of the Angels. It's 12.38 in the City of Crap. This AC has been out all morning this is unbelievable. They're on their effing way, which is sure going to do us a lot of good, isn't it? No. No. And by the way, I hate to break the news to you, Hank's doing a show out at Shula's today. He's not going to be. Nice going, Humper. He's not going to be stuck here with his goddamn swamp-infested crap. They're on their way. Thank you so much, Clarence, for the great uh, confidence boost. And a man sits down the hallway. I guarantee it's cool in his office down there. Oh, I guarantee you the air's working down there. <coughs> like I said, Carrie Wood of the Cubs wants to know, which is worse, Greg, a hole in your heart or a hole in your head? 21 till 1 at 560 WQM, where we just can't get it done right, where the embarrassment never, ever, ever stops. No. I hate the Irish. Anybody here? Me, my old friend, Alan. Can you tell me where he's gone? Love is 
everybody near. See my old friend Larry. Can you explain how blind is No. Hardly this will ever get his laughter. That Larry didn't know how to drive. No one remembers who any of these guys are. After years of providing game shows on TV, but those days are Like one of Jim Rayburn's suits, but he may return one day and he. Top 45 at 560 WQAM. As the hysteria never stops here in the land of the crazy. These are crazy people. I'm rereading this thing about the Los Van Van concert. The Cuban dance band Los Van Van played Miami Arena on Saturday night, but not without inciting a vast show of anger by protesters who greeted concert goers by spitting at them, yelling obscenities, and throwing eggs, rocks, and bottles. By night's end, nearly 50 Miami police officers uh, had detained, had donned riot gear. One journalist had been knocked unconscious by a rock, and four people had been arrested, one charged with battery on a police officer. Three of them had been detained after trying to storm the arena while waving Cuban flags, going like that. The show of police force angered demonstrators and their supporters. Look at what the national media is going to see, said City Commissioner Thomas Regalado, Tomas the Ass. Miami and all these police officers, another black guy from Miami. Let me say it again, Mr. Regalado, you jackass, you simpleton, you jackass, you. The black guy is you and your crazy people there carrying on like a bunch of spoiled little children. Unacceptable. You've destroyed Dade County. Destroyed it. Butchered it. Ruined it. Made us the laughing stock of the world. Congratulations to you. And by the way, you're welcome. Thanks for showing your gratitude for coming to America and embracing our freedoms. Not. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. This is, uh, I'm a brand new listener and a first time caller. All right. And I just want to say it's about goddamn time. Somebody has a, has enough balls to stand up and say what's wrong with all my life. I've grown up with all this PC stuff and everybody, you can't say nothing and everybody has rights and everybody, you got to walk on eggshells. You know, I mean, it's bullshit. It's bull crap. Right. You know? Nice good. job there. You caught it right in midstream. That was excellent. Excuse me? I said that was a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just a horrible thing. I worked two jobs to put myself through college. I was the first person in my family to ever go to college. And now i got to support all these people that want to sit out there on welfare and or sit on their butts all day and not do nothing and have 18 kids. Right. You know? Well, God I, bless you, sir. Hang in there. Thanks. And have a great day. Yeah, I think that Jesse, the reason I was so impressed, other than the gun control thing, which I disagree with him about, but, you know, if you're looking for a candidate who's going to agree with you on everything, forget it. But other than that, I thought to myself, gee, this is an interview I would have given. 
at least on all these issues. Makes a hell of a lot too much sense, doesn't it, for most Americans out there who can't handle the truth? 5670, in fact, he even quotes uh, Jack Nicholson there. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Okay. If I recall earlier, did you say uh, Jimmy Johnson should be bowling Dan Marino? Don't you think it should be the other way around? Why is that? If Dan Reno is so good, why does it take him to somebody light a fire under his ass before oh, he gets going? Oh, that lit a fire under his ass. How about the other eight million times he's pulled games out, including long before Jimmy Johnson ever came here? Okay, you idiot, you jackass. Oh, here's the reverse spin now. Jimmy lit a fire under Danny. You're an idiot, pal. You're a moron. And like I said, they don't deserve you, Danny. They're a bunch of ungrateful pricks. Yeah, Jimmy done it. I'll tell you what Jimmy did. That's what he's done since he's been here. Crap. Crap and look for scapegoats. When the tough get going, Jimmy Johnson hides under the goddamn desk. Isn't that how it goes? When the tough get going, the going gets uh, going, going gone. Something like that. You know what it is. Bunch of crap. You're another one of our South Florida sports experts, pal. John Elway, Dan Marino, anybody knows even a little bit about football, these are the two greatest in the history of the game at those two-minute drills that marching their team down the field at the end of the game and pulling losses, pulling victories out of what looked like a sure loss. I think you're pulling something too much, pal. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm on the air. Great. Sounds like you. Okay, on a lighter note, since you're always promoting the Panthers and you're salt hot where you are right now, you should get them to let you promote your show on their ice arena. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't hold, that be great? Hold your breath. <laughs> well, anyway, I was calling because you're I'm... forgetting who the owner of the Panthers is, dear. Well, but I mean, you're always promoting our team. I think it'd be a good shot. Yeah. Well, I was calling because I am one of the few who's a pretty good Panther fan for um, second season. And I'm kind of tired of taking a shuttle bus. And there's only about three people on the bus. I mean, you pay for parking 10 bucks from Miami to drive all the way over there 45 minutes. It's yeah. another good 15 bucks on your tank. And it's a good idea to take the shot. I mean, I don't work for them, but it'd be a lot nicer to have fans on the bus mm-hmm. that you could relate to. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd think your uh, audience would like to hear that. So take the bus. It's cheaper and it's much more fun. Okay. Thank you. See ya. Can I get some tickets? Tickets for what? For the game. Parking tickets? No. Panther tickets for, tickets. Wh- for what game? Panther tickets. Whatever what? game you can give me, I'll take yeah, yeah, I'll give you something, okay? <laughs> there you go. Bitch. I, as soon as she started, I knew where she was going. There, I, that's why I just let her keep going. There was no doubt in my mind. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Stick around a banana boat too, by the way. When they're all going back very soon this weekend, I think. Straight back. I read a great article in New Yorker magazine, by the way, about that uh, windjammer cruise ship that went out in the middle of Hurricane Mitch last year. Never came back. Do you know, I, I'm pretty sure it's in the, because it said Windjammer Cruises, their headquarters here is in the an old radio station, and it mentioned Bay Road. It's in the old KAT where I used to work, 1759 Bay Road. Windjammer Cruises rhymes with loses, as in some of their ships when they go off in, uh, in the middle. Of, oh, boy. What a, what an article that was. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I'd like to call. I'm very sorry you're hot. But I'm not going to be asking for tickets. Anyways, one of those days. I have a question about, I watched a game with East Carolina with the Hurricanes, and I was just, Sir, I don't talk about the Hurricanes unless it's uh, Hurricane Mitch, okay? They call one of the sports nerd shows. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the air. Here we get the one dimensional people. We got the woman who wants the hockey tickets. I read that whole Jesse Ventura at least as much as I could get through without gagging in here on the goddamn humidity. And now I'm getting calls about hurricane football. You sports nerds, man, if you had a brain, you'd be dangerous. But you're probably the safest bunch in the history of mankind. Like that one guy that's talking about the police holding the shields upside down. What they should have done is held him upside down by the ankles. Then maybe uh, maybe his brain, what he's got left of it, might have shifted from his rectum up into his head where it's supposed to be. Yeah, just hold him upside down for a few hours. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the eight. Now what the hell was that? Don't tell me those lines are working now. No. Oh. Well, just a. <laughs> oh, there we go. Here's line four at WQAM where nothing works. Hello. How you doing? Hello. Hello, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. Oh, well, you're getting through on an out-of-order line. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind that dial tone, by the way. That's not us. That's the phone company sucks. That's, that's the, the AC down. <laughs> how you guys doing over there? We're schmitzing over here. You know what that means? Uh, dying. Right. <laughs> uh, get a chance to talk to Neil. You're talking to him, man. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. Right. Uh, yeah. Never been better. Uh, I just want to tell you, man, uh, on the Marino thing, I'm not a Dolphins fan by any means, but I'll yeah. tell you, he is a comeback guy, and, and I, I like Dan Marino. The guy can pull him out of a jam, man. He, he pulled off a miracle for these people yesterday, and they still don't appreciate it. They're still ripping him an ass. Well, they, they could be 14-0, and 0 and they'd still be uh, yeah. complaining. They'd so. still be whining. But I just want to let you know, I do appreciate Dan Marino, and I, I wish there were more like him out Well, thank there. God for you, man, you and me. Okay, take See care. You. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God, I'm choking them. And by the way, you know, I do want to say this. <laughs> Whoever the air conditioning people, which it's not our good close friends at air around the clock, and I have no idea why not. See, this is what happens when you deal with Mickey Mouse contracting companies. And you have these contracts where, oh, this one's got the air conditioning contract, and this one's, you know what that's all about. Bunch of crap. And I don't understand why somebody in a position of authority in this place, if we have such a person who cares, which I doubt, why they didn't call our friends at air around the clock? They would have been here early this morning. We could have traded it out for some spots. Don't you understand? George is saying, oh, would it cost us some money? Oh, that's right. We don't want to trade anything out for, you know, the people here in the building who are trying to work. The only trade-outs in this station are stuff that's going into somebody's pocket. Forgot about that. Greg, you're a joke. A bad joke. Not a funny joke. A bad joke. A terrible joke. Well, we've only been here, you know, since 9 o'clock this morning. Phone lines getting fixed? No. AC people, they're on the way. That's the best. You know what it's like if you were on the 18th floor of a high-rise and you smelled smoke and the fire alarms. And by the way, we haven't had those yet today, although we had them shush. last week. Yeah, right. What did you just say? I said, shush. Do you hear what he just said? I swear that he just said, Shh. I didn't. The hell you didn't. But if you're on the 18th floor of this high-rise building, and there's flames like engulfing the building, and you wait, and you wait, and you're running to the window, and you're pacing back and forth like a pregnant fox, and you're like hysterical, and you can't get any word is help on the way. And finally, a little voice, this is like a half hour after the first uh, fumes, you started smelling smoke. And a half hour later, somebody finally yells, Oh, don't worry. They're on their way. 
You know what this place is? Unbelievable. It really is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 1256 at 560 QM. Should be a good lesson all you people out there. Don't do what these people do here, okay? Don't do as we uh, say. Do as, uh, how's that go? In other words, get smart. Don't be dumb like us, like Fredo. Call air around the clock and schedule your seven-point checkup now so you don't have to stretch your brains out like we're doing here all day. If we only had a deal with air around the clock, we wouldn't be sitting here just busting our balls trying to get through this damn show today, sweating our brains out. Boy, it's the one to two hour. Let's go with lucky. I wouldn't vote for you. I'm dying over here. No matter what you do, I don't care how hard you try. All you guys do is cheat and lie. I'm so tired of RVP And I think that path you can in so creepy <laughs> Bradley is the next jock And Forbes is just a joke And George W. Busso Sent the 80s snorting coat I wouldn't vote for you no matter what you do, I don't care how hard you try. All you guys do is cheat and lie. 102 at 560 WQM. We're stretching over here, baby, but we'll make it. Hank Goldberg, luckily for him, is out of Chula State, too, today. He'll be with you 2 to 6. 6 o'clock uh, till uh, 8.45, we got the Booster Boogshambi. 8.45 to midnight, it's Monday Night Football, Jacksonville at the Jets. Yeah, I love that guy. My favorite call of the day was, uh, oh, Bill Parcells. I mean, we're not even doing a goddamn sports show, which I never do. I'm just talking about the fact that these people are all full of crap, and so is Jimmy Johnson after Marino makes that tremendous comeback yesterday. And here's another sports expert from the QM audience calling in. Oh, what's Bill Parcells yelling about? He's 0-4. What about that win over Denver last? Oh, he, uh, uh, yeah. All the experts, man, all the big mouths know absolutely nothing. They have no idea what they're talking about. 20 hours of stupidity. That's what we got. Sports maven. That's, that's all they do is flap it and their gums, too. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Okay, sir. I have uh, three quick things to tell you. Um, first thing, um, I want to say how much of an asshole that Ray Troll is. That's number one. Who? Ray Troll. You know, it's a guy that you have met before, believe me. He is a real prick, man. Uh, I have met before? Uh, that's what he says. I never heard of him. That's what the whole office is telling me, that he had met him, uh, you know, well, whatever. Never heard of him, sir. Are we well, supposed to know who that is? Does I'm the audience know who that is? No, no, we have no idea who it is. 5670560, oh, another Julio with a lot of good material for all the rest of us to share, right? No. Nothing. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, guys, for reading that. 
it seems like we're forced to all this religious crap. The newspapers, the media, I, I don't understand, you know, nobody, all we do is just hypocrites, you know. Okay, well, listen, call me back when you got a phone that works. You might have something to say. I'm not sure, but uh, call me back when you got a real. There, there are all kinds of phone problems today. I think it's a Kami Pinko plot, if you ask me. It wouldn't be surprised me if Los Van Van sabotaged the whole phone system here in South Florida. Never put anything past those Kami Pinko bastards. You know what I'm talking about? No, no. There you go. Our phones, the other phones coming in. It's like, and listen to this. You hear that? Hello. See, sometimes there's actually somebody on there calling through the fog, trying to cut through the bullcrap. Okay, where are we going? Let's do um, Miami. Hello. Miami. Going once. 15 minutes, 51 seconds later. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Hey, Neil. What do you got over your phone, sir? You got a I ain't got nothing over it, man. Sounds like you're talking to 10 pounds of elephant dropping. I was dropping. sitting on the beach, man. The wind's blowing, man. Oh, okay. Hey, man, I got my delivery truck out here. I'm just taking a break on the beach, man. Yeah. We got your, we got your robe in the back with the Ku Klux Klan and your hood. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay. How come I knew he had 20 pounds of elephant crap over it and the phone, too? Here's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I would like to give my opinion regarding the Cubans riot. Regarding what? The, the riot. What's going on with the Cubans? The, the riot? riot? Mm-hmm. The protest? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I think, to be honest, um, I'm Cuban. And, well, half, half Cuban, half American. What I think is they should not come here to Florida or to USA. Okay. Who's that? And um, the Cubans. Right. To make the concert. Why should they do that? Uh, wait, 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 what, which Cubans are you talking about? You're talking about the, the group? The band, the group, yes. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Because, see, when they're in Cuba, they talk bad about USA. Why would they come here, and then after that, they make the money and take how, it how do you How do you know what they say in Cuba? Have you heard what they said? Of course, I have family over there. Uh-huh, and what do they say? And they talk about USA. They talk really bad about USA. Like what? Um, that it's no good, that yeah. they, why, why would you want to come here and live here? Yeah. I mean, go back to Cuba and do the concert. I agree with you, the riot, it's no good. Well, let me ask you this. What difference does it make what their opinion is? Don't you understand? I mean, are you really that slow that you don't understand that just because you do a concert, it doesn't mean you have to... Oh, I understand about you. I'm with you 100%, right. Yeah. But I, what I don't understand is why those Cubans, where they were leaving back in Cuba, the Cubans, not, not the one, not the group, the other ones, why wouldn't they do a riot over there? Because they knew that over there they would get major kicking ass. Why would they do and, that? And you know something? Maybe some of these people here ought to get a major ass kicking and straighten their ass out and quit right? disrupting this town. That's correct. Okay, I thank you. Don't you understand what she was saying? You didn't get it. Yeah. yeah let me interpret for you. She basically, I mean, she used a lot more words, but she said, yeah. Just rationalizing away a bunch of grotesque crap that this town is so, and I know I'm speaking for the overwhelming majority of sane people, all 40 of us in this town, when I tell you we have had it. We are tired of this crap. Sick and tired. And whether it's Rudy Giuliani, the little self-appointed dictator up there in New York, trying to tell people what is art, and whether it's a bunch of crazy old Cubans down here in Miami trying to tell people who can perform in this town and who can say whatever the hell they want to say and what they can say, we're tired of it, fed up with it. 
So take all your goddamn protest and your dissatisfaction. If you don't like the way things are done here, then go and do it someplace else, like back in Banana Boat Land. And she makes a very good point. I wonder how long these same assholes that were out there the other night, how long they'd have been protesting down there in Cuba. They'd have been real quiet and real obedient. Hey, Neil, fuck you. She won your heart in The Miracle Worker. Despite her handicaps, she left behind a lifetime of achievements. And now, with the discovery of rare audio tapes found in a basement somewhere in New Jersey, Def Jam Records makes available to you, Helen Keller sings the blues. of recordings from the 1950s by Helen Keller herself, wailing out a pound of sound. <laughs> to order yours, have your credit card ready and call 1-800- Order now and get a bonus disc of duets by Marley Madeline and Johnny Ray. How about some tickets, Neil? Yeah. 113 at 560 QM. Here's a fax from Bill in Portland, Oregon. In the Oregonia, the Oregonia newspaper today. A couple letters to the editor. Evidently, they got a columnist, E.J. Dion Jr., who uh, had some nasty things to say about Jesse Ventura and his uh, denunciation of organized religion as a sham, etc. Here are two letters to the editor in this morning's Portland, Oregonian newspaper. E.J. Dion Jr. adds his anguished wail to the crescendo of, crescendo of denunciation of Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura's pungent little quote about organized religion. Well, what has organized religion done lately to be granted absolute immunity in the marketplace of ideas and politics? Is there anything saintly about those religionists who preach rabid intolerance of gays, atheists, evolutionists, even Jews? Is there anything particularly strong-minded about those docile flocks of voters who, on the word of their pastors, will rush to give their votes to political prostitutes who promise to write their religious doctrines into national law, even after those same prostitutes have sold them out to corporate giants? Organized religion does indeed play entirely too large a role in our political life, and for that it must accept the same risk as any other group in politics. Only so long as religion concerns itself solely with helping others does it deserve the sort of respectful reference that Dion pines for. Another letter, it says, I read E.J. Dion's commentary, No More Sermons, Please, Reverend Ventura. Ordinarily, I believe Dion's comments are generally thoughtful and informed. His comments attempting to rebut Jesse Ventura's quote from a Playboy interview seem way off his usual track. Dion listed a great catalog of people who made significant impact on life in general. These individuals were also devout in their religious beliefs. Life for a lot of people was altered because these individuals passed by. What he did not include in his list was the devout Muslim who volunteered to drive highly explosive truck into a military barracks for the glory of God, or the 11th century crusader who sang fairest Lord Jesus while bashing the brains out of children for the glory of Christianity, nor the snipers who killed doctors they believe perform abortions. All of these people were serving their belief in God also. And daily, many folk who do not believe in a formal God busily perform good works helpful to those who are having some kind of trouble or pain. How do you like that? Huh? A couple letters from Portland, Oregon newspapers, where they have better things to write letters to the editor about than early bird dinners. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Atlanta. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. 
Hi, I, I like your show. I listen to you every day. Well, God bless you, sir. One thing is making me sick. The way these fans are kissing Marino's ass today. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Well, what does that mean? I mean, he's a good quarterback. I mean, don't get me wrong. But the don't best thing that happened to Miami is Jimmy Johnson since Paul Warfield. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What, what has he done? What has who done? What has he won? Jimmy has won Super Bowls. With no, mediocre... I'm, not, I'm not talking about here. Well, with mediocre quarterbacks in Dallas. He, he mediocre won... quarterback? Troy Aikman is a mediocre quarterback? He's overrated. Yeah, okay. Thank you, sir. Don't call us again. we got enough problems down here without some uh, jackball like you from Atlanta calling us. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. That's the kind of stuff they're worried about. We're talking about all these other things, and that's what they call this radio station to talk about is some stupid Jimmy Johnson with that crappy uh, frosted hair. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, Neil. Yes, I am. Uh, first of all, I can speak objectively concerning the Jimmy Johnson thing, because I just moved down here from Indianapolis a couple months ago. Yes, sir. And watched the game, and my heart's still with Indy, but I'll eventually convert to a Dolphin fan, I'm sure, now being a resident here. But what I'd like to say is this. First of all, the Dolphins won the game uh, yesterday in spite of Jimmy Johnson, not because of him. A, a coach with any brain and a quarterback like Dan Marino wouldn't buck the line four times in a row and get stopped every time without even changing his call. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's idiocy instead of good good coaching. So the, the Dolphins won the game because, uh, or in spite of Johnson, not because of him. Mm-hmm. He deserves no credit. And for him to, to badmouth a quarterback like Dan Marino, Dan don't need any inspiration from Jimmy Johnson. I'm I, sure. I, I knew that some of these jerks today would be putting that spin on it. Oh, yeah, he lit a fire under him last week with those comments, and look what he did yesterday. He I lit mean, that's nothing. the most ridiculous thing I ever heard he in my lit, life. He lit nothing, and if you was to talk to Pey- Peyton Manning, I'm sure he'd tell you he was beaten by a much greater uh, quarterback, not by a much greater coach. Absolutely correct, sir. And and uh, and another thing, I'd like to make one final comment. Yes, sir. And, and, and as a little excuse for Jimmy, uh, there's more horses' asses in this world than there are horses to go on, and Jimmy's just one of these loose horses' asses that hasn't <laughs> found a horse to attack himself. Very yet. well said, sir. I couldn't have said it better myself. And 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 Neil, keep up the good work. You're one of the few guys that tell things like like it is instead of how you'd want them to be, and you face reality. God bless you. And I'll all. keep watching your show. And pray for me. Uh-huh. Okay, see you. Keep watching it. I got my eye on it. Five six seven oh five sixty. How's Miguel doing? Pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Got all these people walking up and down. All it's fascinating sitting here with that door open. They're just people walking back and forth. They're not doing anything. They're just walking back and forth to see if I'll notice them. They hold a piece of paper, so it looks like they're taking something. By the way, who's that kid from uh, Power ninety six? The one that's now doing that thing between the periods at the uh, Panther games. That real um, describing. He's indescribable. Don't, not a receptionist. Don't no no not Carlos. He's also indescribable. No, don't quit your day job, okay? I mean, I don't want you to take offense at that, but uh, don't quit your day job. Mm. Anyway, let's go to a mobile in Miami. Hello, Neil. Good afternoon. Yes, Live sir. From Miami, Florida. I have the latest scoop on Los Bonbon. Um, uh, the director from Los Bonbon said live on Channel Fifty One that Willie Chirino and Celia Cruz sang with Los Bonbon. Down here in Miami, all the fans are going crazy. They're uh, they're asking Willie Chirino for a press conference. You'll be hearing it soon, so you heard it here first on WQAM on the Neil Rogers Show. All right. Anybody know what he said? No. But thank you so much. Muchas gracias. 
567 0560, pound 560 on it. Los Bonbon, Los Bonbon. We all excited about Los Bonbon. I don't care if I ever hear about them again, okay? Go play in San Jose. Everybody, leave us alone. Stop butchering this town. Stop destroying us with your ethnic hysteria. 39 years of hysteria. 40 freaking years now of the same boring, tired, dull note. And always sounds the same. <laughs> God almighty. My gag reflex, it's either that or the heat in here. I think that's more like it. I'm used to the other crap. But the heat. great for your sinuses, though. No, no, it is not. I've got a, I've got a screen. I don't want to start paying martyr here because i got a job to do and i got that paycheck in my pocket. Even though the banks are closed today, let's go on, Greg. You see, let me tell you how a real company works. No, I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about a real company. See, they have this scam here. Payday is the 10th and the 25th. If the 10th is on a Saturday, you get your check on, on the Friday preceding. But if the 10th is on a Sunday, then you get it on the Monday, which is really the 11th, which means you get paid late. Of course, he would tell you, oh, well, you were getting really paid early because you're getting paid from the 1st to the 15th, mister. They even wrote it on my check this time. So I'm supposed to be grateful. Just like, just like Jimmy Johnson ought to be kissing Dan Marino's ass, they ought to kiss me on the ass every day when I come in here, okay? Or I'll appoint a designated kisser, because I sure as hell don't want nothing near his lips. I'll appoint a designated kisser who can be waiting to kiss my ass when I show up here every goddamn day. No, but I'm supposed to be grateful that they're actually coming up with a check. But as I started to say, if it's a real company, they know the banks are closed today. So they give you the check on Friday so you can do your banking like a mensch, which I couldn't have done anyway because I was leaving there to go to the airport. But just it would have been a nice gesture on their part which they're not interested in nice gestures. They're interested in being desperate and scrambling around to try to cover the checks and cover their ass because they're being big shots with John Henry and Wayne Hypinga so that Greg Reed can be a sportsman. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Greg. You're a big shot now, baby. He's on the National Wire Services. He's got a Howard making a mockery out of him. And, of course, I was doing that like two weeks ago when this whole thing came down. And then he makes that brilliant comment, please don't talk to the people in the media again, Greg, ever. Please. I'm, we're all begging you. Don't do it. Some of the money raised at the golf tournament went to OJ-related expenses. Oh, what, what kind of a – even if it's true, even if it's true, just – it's not lying when you don't say anything. Not that he would ever lie, of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just say nothing. That's our best advice to our general manager. When in doubt, say nothing. Please. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, you had enough of the Los Blam Blams? Yeah, Los Bam Bam. Pebbles and Los Bam Bam. Blam Blam. I didn't know the Flintstones were Hispanics. How do you like that? Yes, sir. Uh, Listen, uh, real quick, I wanted to uh, recommend a book to you. Yes. Getting out of all this uh, thing about Blam Blams and Marino. Yes. It's called The Godfather Legacy by Arlen Lebo. I got it. Oh, you got it. Oh, okay. Well, I was uh, impressed with all the details they got in here that, you know, it's not uh, in the movie, and uh, especially that Michael Corleone family chart. Right. In part two. Right. Unbelievable! All the all the things that got in there in the details. The only family, the only family tree I ever saw that had a bunch of people hanging from it. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, that's great that you have it, and I really enjoy reading this book. If anybody else uh, can get a hold of it, it's uh, really gonna have it, you know, enjoy it. Okay. Thanks a lot, Neil. And have a great life. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. Let's see how line four is doing. By the way. We're sorry, your call cannot be completed as dialed. Long distance calls. You know, one thing that I really respect our program director for. You know, see, most guys 
if we had all these different problems going on at the same time, the center one CD's all screwed up and the phone's all falling apart and just all of these things, most guys would just go ahead and take their vacation days anyway, you know? Oh, he did? He did just bail out of here when all the stuff was going on? And, you know, we're trying to get this 800 number nailed down so we can finally, you know, get them, uh, get it in here if we live long enough instead of this stalling routine that keep the stonewalling that goes on here. See, it really is a very sad situation because, like I've told you many times before, I know I'm repeating myself, but I enjoy doing it because it's true. The people that really were, you know, the morning guys here, yours truly, Hank in the afternoon, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., and, of course, the underlings that run around here like George and uh, a whole bunch of other people, we're the ones that make this place tick. We're the ones that are keeping their head above water so that they can play these little games. of boosting Greg's ego of being Mr. Sports Big Shot. But it pains some of us greatly, greatly, that we have to scramble and scrape to survive because we have to stuff all of this money into John Henry's pocket. I mean, Wayne with the Dolphins, I'm sure we probably make money. Oh, in fact, I know we must make money. I'm listening, coming back from the airport yesterday. I have never in my life, the extra point is sponsored on our Dolphin broadcast. Zimfer says, this extra point is brought to you by uh, wh whoever it was. Yeah. This kickoff is brought to you by. Oh, look at that. Danny just scratched his crotch. This crotch adjustment is brought to you by. And then we can have one of those limp penis spots on there, you know. Everything, the kickoff, everything, because we got to pay all that money to have the rights to put this wonderful stuff on the air. Of course, yesterday's game was on television, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Oh. So maybe there were a few of us in our cars, like yours truly, that heard uh, most of the fourth quarter on the uh, on the radio. Nice going there, by the way, Zimfer. <laughs> it's about time you butched up a little bit. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Got a lot of bucks and you're rich, yeah. Wayne. I think you suck, you son of a bitch, yeah. Wayne. You made a lot of money by ripping off those baseball loving fans. I think it's true that way down deep you'll always be a garbage man. And now the Marlins are in last place, Wayne. I'd like to punch you right in the face, all right, Wayne. A lot of people want to vomit at the mention of your name. You take a team and root with it, and I know just why you do with it. We always get a screwing with Wayne. Put us down in the dumps, Wayne. You played us off for major league chumps, Wayne. You're gonna sell the Marlins and you will collect a pile of cash. It's kind of strange that now somebody else is picking up your trash. Your bald and pockmarked head makes me sick, Wayne. Oh, I'd like to give your ass a big kick. Welcome, Wayne. 
Gun Nazi brown shirt on the ship Just another show with a lack of brain I don't care what you buy yourself Your way of doing business melts I wish that you would go to hell way Hey, wait, I think uh, all right. 132 at 560 WQM. Paul Taxford Stadium has got few fans, okay, in case you missed this in yesterday's Scum Sentinel. 81% said... No. They're not paying no money for a goddamn stadium for this millionaire John Henry by way of Wayne Hatfinger. And 62% said... No. Even if uh, they just put a tax on hotel rooms, no more money for millionaires, okay, and billionaires to build them play toys. Of course, they also don't want to pay any money for schools, but they didn't take that poll yet. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a lady in Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi, I went to a concert this weekend on Saturday. Yes. It was the most frightening thing I've ever seen in my you life. You went to Los Bonbon? Yes, I did. I went with my lesbian lover. Oh my God. Yeah. And let me tell you, we thought we could get jiggy with it outside on the stairs, but people were throwing bottles. They were throwing dildos. It was unbelievable. It was really scary. They were throwing dildos? They were throwing dildos. Oh, should have taken some Like, home. I really need one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably got I pre- a pretty good collection already. Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Kind of that. Well, anyway. Yeah. It was scary. Why the hell would you go in the middle of a, uh, when you knew it was going to be a nightmare? Well, that kind of music really turns us on. Mm-hmm. A lot of gay people like that music. They do? Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. Well, maybe that's what it was all about. Maybe it didn't have anything to do with Castro. Maybe it was a Metacone thing. Maybe I think it was. Uh-huh. I mean, it's the kind that just wants, makes you want to stick your tongue out and get cheeky with it. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, well, say hi to Will Smith, okay? Fake call. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Well, I just want to see how far she could stretch it, so to speak. She's getting jiggy with it. She's getting jiggy with it. <laughs> oh, God. You and your lesbian lover. I think your lesbian lover is running that place over Queer Channel last time I checked. Here's the Coral Gables. Hello. Hi, hi, Neil. This is Stefano. Uh-huh. Yes, I love your show. I love your voice. Yes, okay, Stefano. And I have a nice time on Days of Our Lives, too, Stefano. 5670560. We got all of a sudden here 5,000 empty lines, all the retards, all the people that just went. And, you know, I want to say something to him. I'm glad I got a, a spare moment here. See, the biggest problem in this town, in Dade County, isn't the old crazy Cubans, because we all know where they're coming from and how they're going to react. They're as predictable as the weather at the North Pole. The problem is all the rest, the younger Cubans, who either are intimidated, who got nothing to say, they sit back and they watch it. And most of them obviously don't agree with it because they take polls on this stuff, but the fact is they silently sit back and they let a small handful of crazy people set this very grotesque and ugly stereotype. And they're they're not going to say anything. Because I've been trying to get them to speak for years. They've got nothing to say. You're the problem. Not the old crazy people. You're the problem because I don't know what it is that they're into. I don't know what it is that their lives are all about. But a true as hell has got nothing to do with, uh, you know, embarrassment factor. I guess maybe maybe they're like those of us here at work at QAM. Our embarrassment quotient uh, doesn't exist. I mean, it's infinity. You know, when you come to work here, you got to accept that. How's line four doing, by the way? Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Mobile in Boca. Okay, long gone. North Miami Beach. Hello. 
Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. I'm having a good day so far? Yes, sir. Anyway, listen, I've been listening to your show, mm -hmm. and I'm one of your more normal callers. Not yeah, you probably. sound real normal to me, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. About the Miami Dolphins, um, these fans are not real sports fans. I mean, this is not a real sports town. Okay, thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's a mobile in Pepper Pines. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, uh, I say Jesse the body of a for goddamn president. All right. Right. That's what I say. That's what I say. I'm going to vote four hundred times for him. I think I'll tell you what. I'd run his damn campaign down here for him if he let me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screw all the rest of them. Okay. Thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Cooper City. Hello. Van phone, call me back. I'll tell you one thing, between the phones coming in and the phones going out, I think uh, we're generally out of business here at QAM. I think it's history, baby. It is history. Kendall, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, man, the phone lines have been horrible. I've been trying to get through for the longest time, and it's been busy. Yeah, well, we had a lot of calls, and, of course, we got 600 lines that don't work. But anyway. Neil, uh, did you get my facts about uh, the girls getting suspended? Yes, sir. I got the 17 copies of the facts that you sent, and the fact that I didn't read it on the air now has obviously prodded you into calling. And if I would have cared about it, I would have read it on the air in the first place, which I'm not, I can't verify it anyway. See, I don't read things like that on the air that have names of schools and people's names. I don't do that because you can make up any kind of crap you want. So you can keep faxing it and wasting your time and wasting our fax paper, but I'm still not going to read it. How do you like that? 5670560. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. You people at Bell South, Alexander Graham Bell is rolling in his grave. He's embarrassed by your incompetence, by your ineptitude, by your just general. I mean, is there a big storm going on today? No. Is there like the end of the world? No. No. Oh, look at that. Are they all working now? Hey, now that we're ready to go home, the phone lines all work. I bet you 2 o'clock, especially since Hank's going to be doing a show out at Shula's, out of the building, I bet they get the A.C. working at 2 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> but I also bet that I might be homesick from this tomorrow. This is 560 QAM. Hurricane f***ing blow. What's this? There maybe just wants his money. I don't know what that's all about, Donald Trump. Sixteen till two at five sixty. Pound 
Too bad we can't understand what they're saying on some of these lines that are all screwed up. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. That must have been Jimmy's boyfriend calling in. You think so? Uh-huh. Sounded like it to me. Heard that voice before. Sounded like he had a mouthful. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. Hey, I know you heard enough about that the whole Peter Warwick episode, but you know Bobby Bowden kind of plays. You why, know, why would he even be discussing that anymore? Well, because if he was on, he was on the sidelines wearing gold chain and earrings. Yeah. I mean, as just well, maybe he paid retail on, for those. I mean, work for Heisman. That's what I say. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. More sports. There. The sports show is starting at two o'clock. Okay. Start with your sports crap after two when Hopper is here. Save me the pain. Makes my makes my gums ache hearing this crap. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, first time caller. Uh huh. Here's Cooper City. Hello. Neil, my phone's working better now. Okay. Hey, I gotta agree with you. You know, uh, first thing is, are we gonna talk about the Dolphins win now all week with these sports assholes? I'm not. No, I'm just saying, you know, in all these shows, they bash them for a week when they lose. Oh, hey, listen, these people have got no credibility. I've been telling you about that for the sports news. And to turn on this morning, and they're all, like, uh, oblivious, like nothing happened last right. week, and nobody said any of this crap. You can't sweep it under the carpet, or Alzheimer's isn't that bad. And how about Jimmy? The best, I think I heard the little douchebag dog say something, or one of the best apologies he was going to get, because at least he said, well, maybe I said the wrong thing. I mean, come on. Maybe I said the wrong thing. Something like that. I couldn't hear what his press conference was yesterday, but he, he basically almost said he was sorry for saying something. I think I know what he said. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said, didn't I do a great job? Yeah, Jimmy. You know, I, yeah, he can't, he's playing with his beeper on the sidelines. He's playing he with it all right. He's a silly person. Hey, the Panthers were pretty good, uh, you know, Saturday night, I thought. I mean, yeah. I know you, did you see him? I know you're away. No. I care less, but uh, they came back. I mean, yeah. Right, that's what I said. What's wrong with that against and Detroit? They're undefeated. They're unbeaten. They're unbeaten. They, they got five points in uh, three games, and these people are still belly. Oh, Chris Wells. You know, I mean, this Chris, town is so goddamn negative. It's a miracle we can survive the it. The problem is, is Chris Wells, they signed him. We're stuck with him. They are going to force feed him down, you know, up our rectum. I don't pay any attention to him, okay? I go out there and look for the good stuff. I don't I don't even see him. I'll tell you what, though. I got that little dish. I'm watching the rest of those hockey games. Oh, yeah. my God. What what it's. That's like the way a, to go. Okay, pal. Wait, video before you go. In closing. In closing, Jimmy Johnson's a douchebag. Oh! Here's a call in the keys. Hello. Oh, I thought you weren't doing the douchebag thing anymore. No, no, we're not. He didn't ask, is he, can he call somebody? Uh, hey, um. Can I call Jimmy Johnson a douchebag? Yes. In that case, we make an exception. Anybody else want to call him a douchebag? I'll call him a douchebag. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. Stand I was one, wondering, uh, you spoke at the beginning of the program about, uh, World overpopulation. Yes. And it got lost. I wonder why nobody called in about it. I mean, it, well, you it, wonder it, why nobody called in about it? What, what do I ever talk about that they do call in about? I read the Jesse Ventura about 80% of the interview from Playboy, which I'm scripted in here from the heat. I, I talked about that article. They never comment. I've been doing this show for 100 years in this town. They never have anything to comment about. Then what are they calling about? About Danny and, Danny and Jimmy and Jimmy and Danny I mean, and about it, Peter Warwick uh, paid retail for some jewelry. Like it's really important. Right. These are the things that are important to these lunkheads here. Well, I, I do appreciate it. and uh, I Hey, listen, like I said before, I, I, I do the show for the listeners, not for the callers. Believe okay. me. Trust me when I tell you. I, I, um, uh, you made me lose my train of well, thought. Well, you know, that's <laughs> my point. Have a well to, no, wait a second. Yes. Farewell to God is a great book. Did you ever read Ishmael? No. By Daniel Quinn. No. A little more comprehensive. I wish you'd read it. And 
maybe uh, share your thoughts on it. Okay. Uh, I, it's a it's a book. I dusted it off and read it again. It really is good. Okay, I'll pray for you. Have a good say goodbye, please. Five six seven oh five sixty. Any word on that eight hundred line yet? No. Uh, when are they going to bring us the selection of numbers that we can approve so that I we can? I told you. As far as I know, that part is that is done. not was not okay. in the memo from our program director before he went on his busman's holiday. It said that they're going to bring us the ones the phone company is researching and find out which ones are available, and then I got to pick out which one we want, and then it's going to be another five hundred years from Sukkot after that until they are just stalling and stalling and stalling and. stalling. Stonewalling. Even on Christopher Street in New York, they never stonewalled like this. Yeah, I saw our engineer waddle, waddle down the hall right there. The phones are not working. The AC's not working. We can't. The cable ain't in. Uh, nothing. Nothing is working in this goddamn joint except the paid help. Not that I'm belly aching. You understand? I'm just venting a little bit. Six billion people in the world. You think there'd be one of them who could fix a goddamn air conditioner? Six billion frickin' people. Can we find one? I'm going to find out the name of these air conditioning people, by the way, that are doing this building, and I'm going to put it on the air tomorrow. I may do a whole four hours on them. Oh, they're on the way. <laughs> they're on the way. Yeah, they're on the way from San Jose, I think. I think they're on a slow boat from China is where they're from. Maybe they're coming on one of those banana boats, and they had to wait to pick up some more illegal aliens so they could all wash up on shore together. Maybe that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. They could have put in a whole goddamn new air conditioning unit in less time than this, because now the morning guys, they had a problem in there, it was hot, but not this room here. I get the jackpot. See, this is practice for hell. I think you got a good point about that. They all know I'm going to burn in hell, so this is a little bit, practice makes perfect. In fact, just coming to work at QAM, I think, was good practice for hell. 10 before 2 at uh, 560. This is 560 QAM. 